Hello, and welcome to Cinemarathon, the movie marathons podcast where we watch a series of films all in one day and discuss them afterwards. My name is Matthew, and today I'm joined by Richard. Hello there. I'm joined by Josh as well. Excelsior. And Amanda. Hello. And uh, for this episode, which is pretty special and near and dear to my heart, uh, we watched the Step Up franchise. Step Up. Which I've been asking for for a few years now, and time sort of added up to us doing it this past month because of Step Up All In, which is basically an all-star film, gathering some of the best answers from the first four movies and basically giving them a showcase for how awesome they are. And it really did not disappoint, although we will get into the specifics of that later. Um, but yeah, to start off, uh, I guess I should just ask each one of you, which of these movies had you seen going into the marathon? Zero. Zero films. <laughs> I have not seen any of these films before, so this was all new, uh, and it was it was fun. It, it was, was an good. experience. It, it was an experience, uh, and it, it was some crazy amount of dancing <laughs> yeah. after part one, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> uh, but it was enjoyable. And are you a fan of dance movies or dance in general? I'd say uh, I would say no. Not I mean that's not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not like you know Footloose. I'm not John Lithgow in Footloose. <laughs> but um, yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I've never actively sought out any movie like this. Okay. So um, like I guess like something like I guess musicals would be as close as I would get. Like mm-hmm. something like Moulin Rouge that has a lot of mixed kind of numbers. Yeah. Uh, but never just straight up dance. And having seen the films now, did it change your mind on dance movies at all? It did not. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But I see the appeal. Uh, just, you know, I don't know. It's just not for me. And, yeah. And, but they were fun and they were interesting and people can do some crazy stuff. Yeah. They, these movies really do just showcase so much talent. And that's a big part of why... I enjoy them. Obviously, the plots are stupid and silly and don't make sense. But at the end of the day, I just really enjoy watching people dance. And mm. so I had a good time with it. How about you, Josh? Well, I think Amanda and I can answer together because we both, oh, yeah, we both right. saw two, three, and four. Those yes. Are, those are the ones that we saw. Yep. Which uh, I made the mistake initially of showing you Step Up 4, Revolution, well, we went to the First. movie theater. Yeah, I took you guys to go see it because uh, it was the franchise being one of my favorites. I realized that you hadn't seen any of them. And that's when the fourth movie was coming out. And I was like, hey, well, why don't we just I'll just take you to see the new one. It'll be great. Like, don't worry. These movies are entertaining. And it turns out that you got dumped into one of the worst films in the franchise and probably thought I was insane. A little didn't bit. Under- didn't or under- that it lived up to my expectations of dance movies. Yeah. So do you, you have a history of liking dance movies? No, I'm saying because I... I will be honest, I was a hater my whole life oh, okay. before I met you or knew you or your crew. Um, I did <laughs> yes, not. Yes, my crew, the 410. <laughs> yeah, of people who love these dance movies. I was like, oh, you know, because they're really stupid, right? Like you're laughing at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a big hater. I was like, I would never see that terrible movie. Uh, any of these terrible movies, they look awful. I did make the mistake of seeing similar movies like Save the Last Dance uh, or yeah, those aren't Center Stage, you know, and I was just burnt the girly on them. Dance movies. Well, that's what the first movie is. Yeah, that's actually. exactly yeah, what yeah. they started to do with the franchise, and so my inkling was right, but they, they obviously they obviously branched off from that and actually found 
really insanely talented people. So I was changed mm-hmm. by these movies because I really was a hater. So you're start. saying that Step Up changed your life? It pretty much did. Awesome. It's weird. Like the, when they started making the sequels, it was like somebody just said, what if we put dancing in these movies well, yeah. what happened if we did that yeah let's go away from the cheesy acting and the terrible cliches and just well, not too far it. not <laughs> too far i wouldn't be hasty yeah <laughs> but yeah they cleaned it up a little bit i mean i think what as we'll discuss later in the franchise uh is that these movies became increasingly self-aware which is what a franchise like this needs in order to be able to maintain any kind of entertainment or uh any way to draw an audience in, because if you're not self-aware about your dumb dance plot, you're going to bore us to tears. Um, and so I guess on that note, we'll start off with... On bore first... to tears. Yeah. <laughs> on board to tears. Uh, we will start off with Step Up. Early was the morn, flowers filled with dew, I became somebody... Loving you. Um, the worst one in the franchise. Yeah, easily the worst film in the this franchise. This was the awkward college phase of the dancing flicks where it was like, well, I mean, you know, I might experiment a little bit. There might be a little bit of dancing, but I also might try and be a legitimate movie, and it's so much shit for it. Yeah, they just, they were too caught up in themselves with yeah. like thinking that this whole Romeo and Juliet plot really worked, and it just didn't. And unfortunately, I think the the biggest problem with this movie, other than scripting, is the lead girl. I think she's terribly uninteresting. And as far as being a love interest for your main character, I just don't see the draw. Other than her being, like, attractive. Mm -hmm. She has zero personality. I don't care about her or her struggle. Her character choices don't make a lot of sense, too, right? I mean, there's I forget what exactly what it is, so you guys may be able to help me out. But there's one big part where, like... He doesn't show up for something because she like shuts him down or or something like that. He's been practicing with her, so he's been practicing with her for months. And one practice he misses, and yeah. she like blows up. Well, it wasn't it wasn't months because the, he was doing community service, and we're, it actually feels oh, like months. Well, feels yeah, like but it's it's the longest goddamn movie. Yeah, but it, it, we were really only into the plot. I think about six or seven days. He'd only yeah. been there about a week because the whole point was that uh, essentially this girl who's in a hoity-toity dance academy in the Maryland School of Dance, I believe, MSA, which they refer to later in the franchise and the other movies. Uh, She has a partner who gets injured and is now left uh, with no one to do her final thesis dance with. It's like like Dirty Dancing. Yes, exactly. It's exactly like Dirty Dancing. Um, And then because Tyler, who is played by Channing Tatum, gets into trouble with the law, he and some of his friends end up breaking into the dance academy and trash a theater set because that's a cool, fun thing to do as a gangster, I guess, is hate on theater kids. Well, and, and yeah, nerds. Yeah, yeah. They, they break into this. And the one kid's like, oh, this is a school. It's like, this isn't a school. It's like, how do you not know no. this building that's in your neighborhood is a school? Like, OK, but then you just go in and just start destroying it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, sorry, you know what really makes me. Really, just basically, I was so mad. Get it out. So Channing Tatum does like the 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 honorable bro thing and gets his friend like tackles a cop so his friend can get away. Mm-hmm. But then his friend gives him shit 
throughout the whole movie for going, always being at community service, not knowing yet that he's just going there. He's going there to dance too. Yeah. But still just like, you're always, you're always doing your community service. (laughs) It was like, Kept you out of jail, man. Yeah, for sa- like, potentially saving your life. Yeah, because... I mean, you know, I don't want to get you know get racial, but <laughs> do uh, it, Richard. Get yeah. racial. Well, I mean, because uh, the best friend's a black guy, and like he's like, okay, there might be like an op. You might have gotten a harsher sentence. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Community service for Channing Tatum equals hard time the for death penalty yeah. uh, you get to be goodwill hunting for like <laughs> yeah. a week you're the goodwill hunting of dance yeah that's your that's your sentence you have to be goodwill hunting for a week <laughs> but um no i totally agree it's like i mean also i mean these movies being set in baltimore i think it's a little hard not to at least discuss race a little bit uh, especially considering that it it's a tendency in this franchise to cast the wire actors as mm foster parents which i think is funny it or parents just parents in yeah, general yeah, yeah. parental figures um because you have uh the redheaded uh district attorney from the wire who plays the mother of the the dance girl in the first movie right. and then we'll get to it later but um the in the second film um the lesbian uh, detective from the wire uh she plays the foster parent of brianna evigan's character right. andy um, which I guess, which I guess has to be related to the fact that they shot actually in Baltimore and they must've been local actors mm-hmm. and just, they knew they were of quality. So, um, but yeah, uh, I, back to the whole MSA break in thing. Uh, yeah. So he basically gets assigned community service, um, a bu- fuck ton of hours. I don't even remember exactly yeah. how much being a and, janitor. Yeah. Being a janitor. He has to mop during a class. Right. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. really awkward. People were like trying vacuuming. to sit down for a class and he's like, excuse me, I'm trying to vacuum around your chair. And it's like, <laughs> this is what you're supposed to do either before or after school. What are you talking? Well, why are you here? Yeah. And just being a, a general dick about it, which I guess, you know, that's yeah. his character. So while taking dance breaks in the parking lot occasionally where his two friends come and just are eat fucking lated at watching him dance yeah well yeah. aren't you they it's tatum tatum it's, dude, so giving hard. It. it's super funny too because like they're like these i mean they're playing kind of thuggish yeah gangster dudes well they so, steal cars i mean that's and, how they make yeah, it look. yeah yeah they're and, boosters but they're but they're like just constantly high-fiving while watching him dance yeah. it's super funny yeah no it's great it's great and essentially uh tatum's character um Tyler, Tyler is his name. Uh, he gets sent. His, one of the very first scenes after the conviction is he gets sent to the principal's office or the dean, uh, played by one of Amanda's favorites, Rachel Griffith. Rachel Griffith, who uh, I love from Six Feet Under. Good stock. But in this, she is fucking terrible. Yeah, she's pretty she, off the mark. On she has that like one. a weird accent, so she's playing kind of this uppity dean, snooty lady, and it is just horrible and i love her so it's very sad for me yeah i was actually pretty disappointed with her as well maybe it's i think it's just bad casting it is i think she was trying to shoehorn herself into a role that really wasn't fit for her obviously because she was born for a role of somebody who just meets and fucks people in airports so i mean what are you gonna (laughs) how are you gonna be hoity-toity and snooty right it is actually pretty hard to divorce her from that character like she really, I don't know. She's and been in a lot of great things. She was in Muriel's Wedding. You she was in Brothers one. and Sisters. Like she oh, has other. Yeah, I forgot roles. that she is good in Brothers and Sisters. Um, but yeah, it, it just—it's definitely not of her caliber. Like it's supposed to be like a Helen Mirren type, and yeah. it's Rachel Griffith. So yeah. we did joke the whole movie about like this sort of steaming sexual tension she seemed to give off, like in her performance, like. About know, Channing Tatum, about yeah. Channing who Tatum. also looks like he's like almost thirty, playing yeah. a high school student, like yeah. all of them. It makes it funny. that much weirder because you're watching him basically try and play Marshall Mathers. 
Yes. Like he tries yeah. he tries to do Eminem, but it's like you're too good for this. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I remember the elements I had seen in this movie prior to this marathon that I and I actually sort of like his character from the second movie because he reprises his role in a cameo and always kind of liked Channing Tatum in that role. I think he's charming in the first movie. I'll be yeah. honest. Like, oh, you I, think you think he is? Yeah, yeah, I think he's charming. I think he is him essentially. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's playing that different. Obviously, he's like playing up the uh, hip hop side of himself because that's what goes along with his dance style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I find him charming. Like, I've always thought he was interesting to watch. Yeah. I mean, I actually really like Channing Tatum a lot and have since Step Up, too. Um, I don't know why, but it was always, I don't know, that character always stuck with me for some reason. I think I know why you prefer him in Step Up, too. Why? Because everything is better when you add trampolines. That's true. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's well, true. It also just feels like his the character or the concept of his character was something that was written 10 years prior. Like, he, it just doesn't feel like something... Watching this movie and seeing him the way he acts, it doesn't feel like a character from 2006. He, oh, yeah. Saying that the people who wrote Step Up aren't really a hip with the streets. <laughs> uh, I am saying exactly that. Yeah, it really How did contextually feel like it was out of its own time. It yeah. didn't It didn't really make sense. But Yeah, it should have come around, like, Dangerous Minds time. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> That's actually spot on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but I, what I found charming about him is little moments, like, uh, with his little sister, mm-hmm. played by that wonderful dancer who... Yeah, played by Allison Stoner. Yeah, who we see throughout the franchise. Um, they're just really sweet together as foster brother and sister, and mm-hmm. him dancing and her dancing. And oh, shit. I yeah. thought that was really fun. I just realized, yeah, I forgot that she was in this. I yeah, was, I was she has trying... a small role where she doesn't dance much. She does yeah. like one, one small scene where she kind of dances, but... um. I was trying to think of if there, if Step Up Five had anybody from the first movie, and she is the one yeah. like, yeah, but and, the one. but she doesn't play the same character technically. It's a new character, but yeah, it's the same actress. It's not Camille as the one that, that gets with Moose or whatever. Yeah. it's a oh. totally different character. Mm. It is. Yeah, I never picked oh, up on that. Wow, yeah, she's, yeah, she's named a different ca- character on IMDb and everything. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I want to get to the part where Channing Tatum gets the opportunity. His character gets the opportunity to volunteer to dance. For that girl, with that yes. girl as her partner, um, because you see this awful montage of these guys not being able to lift her, which is so- At a dance academy. At a dance academy. Who, she like, is like frail and small. She's tiny. She's got <laughs> baby bird bones. Yeah, baby and, bird bones. <laughs> and these guys are like trying and failing or whatever, and he's just, you know, Channing Tatum's just watching from afar, kind of giggling. And he's like, well, I'll try it. And she looks at him like, no way. Channing Tatum this super is like a buff dude piece of slab of meat like he couldn't pick you up like this adonis could never lift this 90 pounds for for those of you listening who have not seen this movie but have seen other channing tatum movies it's it's only worth mentioning he is not as big as he is now like muscularly wise but he's still he's still got muscles he's still a very fit dude it's real funny to watch the scene because you have to watch all these dancers pretend they can't do shit yeah like they're just like i just Look at Lifter. Like, it's just not convincing <laughs> and very strange. the only reason they were cast in the film was because they were dancers. You know, it's not like they were just extras in a movie or something. Right. And so, I don't know if this bothered you guys at all, but something I picked up on was whenever we cut to them dancing together, the routine and stuff like that, the lift didn't come in until, like, way later. So, it's literally the, them just kind of dancing in sync. Mm-hmm. And if he was just filling in... Why the fuck did she even need that? Like, she could have just learned her routine, got it down, and then waited for... She was going to wait. Her plan was to wait for the guy to be better anyways. Yeah. So you would have had to learn the routine anyways. Yeah. 
it so was it's not like his dance, like Channing Tatum's dancing did not affect her dancing well, at all. But it starts to. I, I would say it starts to because he does come up with like the the concept of throwing in some street flair. No, right. that's right. Six feet under girl comes in and goes, hmm, I like that he's taking you in this different direction. This is very good for you. Right, which is good. <laughs> but what made me question is like, why are you even getting a fill in when you don't, it's not like your hand, you know, when you tango, you need a partner. They're like dancing modern side by side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. strange that she's even having someone fill in just for a guy who's going to come back and learn it anyways. Well, I think it, you know, because her routine at some point you discover is really dependent upon these lifts and these actions that it was important for her to have someone to dance across from in order to time and make sure she understands her movements for the like lifts and, okay. and the parts where you do partner up. But then but, it's like a joke because it becomes a big group number. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean the plot holes in this whole, like the routine. I don't buy what, what are you talking about? <laughs> this, uh, this thing's airtight. Airtight, airtight. No, they, they just totally gave up trying to keep any continuity with what the actual dance routine is. They, they use dance as a plot device at their whim. There yeah. was really no uh, rhyme or reason to it. I did like her best friend, though, uh, who is a, like immediately attracted to Channing Tatum because he's a good-looking dude, which the main character girl just seems to overlook. Yeah, like, he might as well, to the main girl, he's Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Which is like, ridiculous. She just doesn't know how to relate to him. He's street trash. Yeah, exactly. He's total street trash. But uh, her friend Lucy sees him and... Uh, right off the bat is like i do love a man in a uniform <laughs> which is like a janitor uniform yeah. it was like very <laughs> very stupid for her to be like oh he's all dressed up well and then when he goes to dance with her for the first time remember how ridiculously baggy his clothes were yeah it was like oh yeah it was like he was like alvin and the chipmunks like his shirt yeah. was that long and she's like uh I said to wear your best dancing clothes. And yeah, he's like, why aren't you yo, wearing- babe, what's up? This is just like my best I got. This is what I dance in. <laughs> She's like, where are the tights? Like, come on, lady. I don't own tights. Look at me. I don't own tights. Yeah. So we go on. And of course, you know, he's doing really well. They fall for each other. Uh-oh. Mm. They, they, have, they didn't coming. see that coming. They, they have that charming, like, stroll when the, the whole high school is uh, out drinking at a club. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I was like, yeah, yeah. "What is happening? Isn't this a high school?" <laughs> oh, and she has that asshole boyfriend who's like a music artist, and oh, oh right, did yeah. You yeah. See the other guy who was played by uh, the Mario, Mario the singer or whatever. Yeah, super stupid. Who I guess his whole subplot is that he is an aspiring producer. music producer yeah. at the school of MSA. Yet no one seems to respect or understand that he's a real musician, which also doesn't make sense. They're like, oh, yeah, Mario has beats for us. Sure you do. It's not like he's some fucking yeah. asshole off the street who just came in with a like a demo CD yeah, or something. Yeah, this is his study. Yeah, in yeah. the school that's like the Hogwarts of every art. Yeah. Like They're walking through the halls and there are people like practic- practicing dancing, people playing violins, people painting scul- and doing sculptures in the hallways. Yeah. That's how artistic this school is. <laughs> And the one guy who's who's there for music, it's like, whoa, this guy who composes music composed some music. <laughs> I don't buy it. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And he was actually fine in it. I mean, he's just a, obviously like not a great actor, but he held his own. I feel like he was kind of forgettable, but that in a movie like this where all I'm focusing on is the shitty stuff, really, yeah. that's not that bad of a thing. Um, but I think we do have to address the whole skinny subplot. I was going to say, yeah. we got to talk that's, about that's, skinny. That's my note. Skinny. My poor, poor brother. skinny. Yeah. Who, from frame one, had a fucking laser dot in the center of his forehead. There, there was no target. way 
this guy was going to survive a he's whole He's the movie. kid brother always trying to tag along, always trying to be a thug, but yeah. his big brother's like, nah, nah, you're not a thug yet, little man. Stay back. You ain't ready for the streets. And you he wasn't. You ain't ready for this. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't because rookie mistake, you steal a drug dealer's car, you're going to get shot. Yeah. The, the car that everyone knows is the drug dealer's is car. The car. And hey then, man, how am I supposed to know these things without unless you tell me about them, man? It's like that whole attitude. It's like, yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't be taking your little brother out boosting cars. Yeah. Which I also thought was a really awful scene when they uh, tricked him into boosting a car that had an alarm mm. as a joke. It's like, is that really worth the risk, like, of cops catching you? Well, like, I mean, nobody responds to alarms. That's true. Oh that yeah, true. who's in it as the thug? Bo- the- Omar. Well, Omar Heavy plays D. Heavy, yeah, Heavy D. D. Yeah, that's Heavy awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. He pl- sorry. Heavy D plays Omar. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. Heavy D is there the guy who they boost cars for. Yeah, yeah. which is awesome. Heavy D. Is yeah, awesome. I didn't even recognize him. I, I guess I should have, but I was I was used to him with glasses from from the 80s, so I just didn't recognize yeah. him. But uh, but yeah, Skinny gets gunned down in the streets just like little Saint, and you got served. Uh, his brother, um, who actually whose name I don't even remember. Um, basically has an epiphany about the life that they've been mm-hmm. leading and why it's okay for Tatum to now dance at the MSA after Skinny gets <laughs> shot. Allowed. Allowed. No way. That's so They do their thesis, and, and it's the worst dance number. In the whole franchise. In the whole franchise. It's so boring. Well, because the, the whole movie led up to it. Yeah, it's like it's like this huge. You already build saw up. part of it. Yeah, and then when you finally see, <laughs> you see and it's it. got this that horrible blue, blue, light. blue lighting. Yeah, the yeah. Smurf Smurf filter. Trying to hide the terribleness. Yeah. Lights. Yeah, you know, for, I really wonder actually if I had ever. I mean, I guess this would be considered a dance movie, although. It really doesn't become a dance franchise until Step Up to the Streets. Right. Which is interesting because it's marketed as a dance film. You know, the posters indicate dance. But really, there's only two numbers in the whole film, which is the opening credits, which was actually kind of interesting. It was yeah. like ballet set to hip hop, which, you know, contrast is always interesting. Um, but And then this final dance number, which couldn't be what, more lackluster. What about him and his sister? I mean, will that count? Well, they're, they're a little like, yeah, I mean, they're like little dance breaks, but there's no big numbers yeah like, yeah there's no like start stop like the scene stops here and then this scene starts and this scene is dancing and then now that scene is done and like it's not like the rest of the movies have like enter dance sequence yeah, yeah. exit dance sequence this one's just like oh yeah in the middle of the scene like oh what if i busted this move and like did this and you want to try that and blah, blah blah and now we continue the scene yeah i guess in if you think about it it's really integrated more naturally into the story and the way people would actually dance like oh like if, if you are a dancer but it's realism in this is not what an audience is looking for. Yeah. No. Especially from a Romeo and Juliet style if, story. It's almost as if like in, in a, you saw a movie where somebody started dancing in the street and then they stopped and they taught everybody else the, the number and then they all started dancing instead yeah. of what a dance movie should be, which is just a guy's out. He's happy. He's out in the street and he's dancing and everybody just falls in step. Yeah, exactly. Like a, it's like a, like an organized flash mob, but it just happens. It's it, unrealistic, like, naturally. but it's the it's what we want. Yeah, yeah. So he went like he, of course, joins the dance number in the end. He, she gets into a dance troupe. I remember the ladies like, yeah. we want her. You're right. You're you got right. gumption, kid. We want her, and then you're gonna be a star. <laughs> you're in the dance academy, Channing Tatum. Yeah, you don't have to be our janitor anymore, sort of. Except for <laughs> no, you, you still you still have it. to do the two hundred. Yeah. Well, didn't his friend do it at the end, or am I just really making stuff up? I don't recall that. I don't recall because at the end of this movie, I was clawing my eyes out. <laughs> yeah, it was too long. Ultimately, the 
the word that has to be lent towards this movie is boring. It's yeah. just a snooze the whole way through. Plot holes. Yeah. It's just, it's, it was really hard for me to focus. And, you know, I guess I had memories of it, but I don't think I actually saw it all the way through. I think it might have been something I caught on TV in bits and pieces one time. Like, I saw, like, maybe 30 minutes of it. Um, and... You know, I'm I'm glad I hadn't seen it more than once all the way through because it is there's nothing to really relive. Um, so on that note, uh, is there anything else you want to say about Step Up One? Nope. Nope. No. All right. Well, then let's get on to the good stuff. Uh, moving on to Step Up to the Streets. <laughs> Let's all breathe a collective sigh of relief here. Uh, it really does wash over you and sort of like this brilliant, uh, brilliant dance. Just, I don't know, wave of euphoria. Like What year did that come out? 2008. Yeah. It was so, two years after. Which is great because I think what it tapped into is the market that is so you think you can dance and right. other reality dance competition shows with truly talented people and that being the drive of the movie. Yeah. It's kind of everything else in the middle is fluff. Well, it's kind of the driving force for the rest of the movies. Like, right. It's like, we'll just keep pulling people from these shows, whether they win or lose. Yeah. And yeah, so they get featured, these amazing dancers, and we'll write a kind of story around them, but mostly just let them do what they do best, and that is dance. Which is has to be accredited to John Chu, who is the director of this film. And really, you can tell from frame one that this guy understands that dance itself is enough to drive entertainment and understands a history of dance. Like, the first movie was so misguided in it in thinking that people just wanted to see ballet with a little hip-hop infusion. Mm. And that when Chu came along, he said... No, there's all types of dance because there's all types of people. And how do we utilize them to their best talents? And I think that's the most interesting part of this franchise. Uh, later on in the movies, they get a little too focused, I think, on the hip hop element of it. But uh, the people they brought in really like, you know, you have Smiles who like works in sort of like a street, uh, like groove style. And then you have. Um, tap dance, you tap got dance. Modern, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like it's Isn't Twitch it, in this. Twitch is, it, is in this. Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, it just... Oh, actually, no, he doesn't show up until he's the third three? movie. Okay. He's showing up in the third movie. But yeah, it's just a really smart way to understand your material. And he just changed the whole franchise forever. Like, if Chu hadn't come on to this, we wouldn't have Step Up 4, 5, 3, like any of it. So. Yeah, so it turns into a dance competition movie where it's literally yeah. teams versus each other, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very similar to the first one. It is street versus like an academy type setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, actually the, the same, same school. It's MSA, Maryland School right. of the Arts. But the movie focuses them dueling it out that the academy kids want to do what the street kids are doing. They mm-hmm. want to compete and they want to dance battle. The movie starts with a basically a flash mob dance sequence in the Maryland subway right. system. Um, which, which is cool. It was like very, it's super refreshing to see something like interesting people not dancing on in like a, a studio. Stage. Yeah. They take it out into the streets where it becomes Damn. real. Damn. I did it. Well, because um, part of the entry, the entry fee for the streets is to do something public. Yes. And that you have to somehow leave a mark that people like are right. aware of. Um, so the crew does a flash mob, the 410, and then also leave a tag 
Which I think is funny. The news reports like we still don't know who committed this attack, and it's like first of all, you called it an attack, but it's really just art. And two, they left their name on a wall. They put these four symbol, three symbols up on the wall. <laughs> I don't know what they mean. They put their name and address. I still don't know who they are. I don't know who they are. But uh, after the events of the four one zero attack, quote unquote, um, basically Andy's mother, Andy is played by Brianna Avigan. Her foster mother becomes aware of her sort of street activity. And decides that it's too much and that she needs to be sent away to Texas with her, I guess, distant aunt, aunt or her auntie yeah. or something. Um, and so now they have the main character's dilemma, which is I want to dance. I want to be part of this crew, but it might ruin my life if I continue to do it. Um, and so uh, she basically Channing, Ta- she, yeah, Channing Tatum says meets her at the, the streets one night and says, hey, I've been hearing you're probably going to get sent to your aunt in Texas because you've been fucking up. But I'll dance you for it. If you, if I win this dance battle, then you have to go to MSA and focus your energies into more positive, like dancing or whatever. And uh, he ends up winning. She goes to MSA, and then the rest of the movie basically unfolds. Yeah, they um, kick her out because she's missing a lot of stuff because she keeps she keeps having to go to school. Yeah. Now there's again the same dilemma from the yeah. first movie, although handled a little bit better. Um, about like, oh, you're dancing with those like you know fairy kids over at the msa or whatever it's like yeah it's dance too what do you care that crew leader was the most intense dude ever yeah tuck Tuck, is an intense looking dude dick (laughs) but but it's and it's supplemented though by like his second in command like the woman that was like her friend yes because she had two friends she had like the 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 spanish friend and Mm -hmm. and then uh, the other black girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The black girl and, with the super straight hair. Yeah, a, a really awesome dancer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but she ended up being like the more of the driving force against her. Yeah. When she does start the academy, some of the best, one of the best moments is the the famous teacher who went on and did great things. Who actually is the brother of the love interest in this yes. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, tries to get her to dance a different style, but she starts like crunking oh, to so really classical music yeah. and, and gets in trouble. Yeah, they're and, like, just feel the music and dance to it, and they start playing like some classical stuff, and, she and just she's booty like, like just like popping and locking, and it's just like, and she's got this look on her face, like, it, I mean, of course she's acting. Like, this is the way she's supposed to act. So it's fine. She nails it, but it's just like. It's like I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Like, so I'm just gonna do this. You, yeah, you happy it's with it? It's sufficiently awkward. So like, he like chooses to have a private session with her to yeah. teach her to do like more eloquent moves. Yeah, because she wasn't classically trained in ballet at all. And him being short sighted or, or whatever you want to call it, he it ballet is his focus. He danced in the ballet in London for like four years or something. And they actually do indicate rather clearly that he is not open-minded to other forms of dance, which is sort of like the real victory at the end of the film is him being like the streets is okay. Like, but, but but that's also what causes her to be late for all the crew meetings. Yes. Is that, that now she has to stay after school. Yeah. In order to, but, and and then sit on the steps for 20 extra minutes. Yeah. And then walk away for no reason. And say, I'm late. It's like, yeah, you, cause you were sitting there. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you weren't doing, you weren't traveling. That's why you're late. Absolutely. One of the, my favorite introductions of a character into any franchise ever is a wonderful, wonderful moose. Yeah. Thank God for moose. Moose Thank just is a constant booster shot. In the God universe. bless moose. Yeah. He is just delightful. And they, yeah, he's just a charming guy. Yeah. He's just this in the goofiest kid. way. Yeah. He adopt, you know, adopts her her first day at the school, tries to show her the ropes. She wants nothing to do with him. She tries to skate him, but eventually he grows on her. 
And he's a great dancer, but he's like a tech major, a lighting major, mm. which is really funny at the school. Um, but just really charming, sweet, cute. Um, and a fan- phenomenal dancer. Dan- yeah. He's like MJ. He's totally Michael Jackson in his moves. Um, well, yeah. But initially, almost he's ex- almost exclusively Michael Jackson moves. Yeah. Is, and, and, and I think the third movie... Or towards the end of this movie, he actually just has a full-on Michael Jackson sequence. Yeah, absolutely. So the very opening sequence of this film, I think, is a really important element of the whole franchise, actually, in that it starts with a montage of classic footage of people dancing, like like vintage footage of people dancing, with Brianna Evigan talking over that footage, talking about like how dance has affected her and the loss of her parents and what dance means and i think having transitioned from the first film into this it is a perfect way to indicate to the audience that this movie is now really about dance and not about some love story where dance is shoved shoehorned in uh so much so that they actually do a similar thing in the third film as well um which i think was super important at least it was to me because i remember sitting down and watching this movie and knowing it was going to be silly but that it really put me in a better headspace of of knowing that the people who produced the film cared about the material and that it wasn't just something that's like, oh, just we'll hire some dancers and they'll do something and whatever, but that it was about a history. Well, it's it's really interesting that like while this movie is essentially just a connect the dots between uh, dance sequences, it mm-hmm. still has a much better and, co- and coherent like story that you empathize with than the Absolutely. first one. When the first one's trying to actually like do a, a story mostly and like dance comes second, yeah, this one puts dance first and blows the first one out of the water when it comes to just like story conveyance. Yeah, because the only they only spend about the first twenty minutes of the film actually indicating or worrying about. Andy's story and what you know the, you know the loss of her parents Plus, all that stuff and I think what is great about it is they it's they keep it simple the through line is there she's in this crew she is not supposed to be in this crew according to her parental unit she tries to join this academy she joins it's a you know fish out of water story then she gets kicked out of her original thing so now this new place is her new home you know it's like really simple they don't diverge onto a bunch of different things right. there's no plot holes she, it's just what it is she has to put together a new crew mm-hmm. and moose is yeah. the first person in her crew and then she finds some other people that are all, all the misfits and yeah. at the school she takes them and basically they, they and the guy the yeah, other chase. guy yeah, so yeah. and they all kind of learn how to dance like this and yeah, yeah they, which is a wonderful thing when they figure out you know chase always wants to dance street He's been, you know, going up against his brother for many years about bringing hip hop to the academy and school and saying how important it was and then wanting to be a part of this street dancing. He finds this girl who is, so he latches onto her, you know, and obviously there's a love interest thing there. But it's very sweet. It's neat. And then he's like, you know what? I know just the people. Here's a place where they can be. And he finds a tap dancer. He finds, like, someone who works yeah which is a it's a great sequence like i mean it's cornball but it's such an awesome way just to get through what the first movie would have tried to set up in like plot line they just like no we're just gonna montage it you know it's like name each dancer what they're good at in and out it's and it's over it's so great it's like uh what's that damn george clooney brad pitt ocean's 11 it's like Ocean's, it's the Ocean yeah. Eleven of dance movies where it's like, this is this guy. They do this. The end. Yeah, it's like a heist. Now you like, know. This is the crew that we're going to be working yeah, with. Yeah. It, dance heist. It's easy. And then they get to the dancing. Then oh my they God, go. Dance heist. 
Shit. We should write that script. <laughs> Jesus. Copyright uh, Cinema Marathon Podcast. Uh, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> September 4th, 2014. So they go to well, date. Well, before we move on also, just because we're, if we're talking about the crew getting together, I just got to throw out some specific love to Jenny Kido. Oh, the the Japanese. Yeah, yeah. She she's is awesome. She's One of clearly my clearly forty years old. Or yeah, something. she is. She is real. Old. She's pushing middle age for sure. But she is so awesome. Just really likable. Like she has great, like great dancing, and just her whole like they carry it through all of the movies. But the fact that she can't speak English practically at all, but she doesn't acknowledge it. Like at least in this movie. Yeah. Well, we, they even we put all... her on a phone as a telemarketer in the fifth movie. Right, we all kind of... Yeah. Which is the joke. Arrived at the decision that she has to be a little bit, at least a little bit more proficient in English later on, but they, yeah. they stay they stay with the character trait of, like, she's just terrible. Yeah, like, English. oh, I don't have an accent. It's like, it's stupid, but... Yeah, this guy goes, I carries. like your accent. And she goes, what accent? Like, yeah, it's such a dumb joke, but they stick to it the whole franchise, so I'm okay with it. But she also just dances real awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. So good. And the part of the crew, uh, I know Shelby, who watched the whole franchise with us, which I was really happy about because she is an encyclopedia of so you think you can dance and just dance culture uh, personalities in real life she knows all of their names like where they came from which was really fun to watch uh, with her commentary uh, but she mentioned that one of the members of this dance crew uh, was an, a real life choreographer named Christopher Scott um, who apparently went on to be like one of the premier choreographers like Right. In the world. And he's just Joe Blow in the background in this one, yeah, funny he's just, enough. He's just a dude with a ponytail like on the crew in this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he I believe he was also associated with the other John Chu uh, dance franchise, the LXD. I believe he choreographed all of that. And uh, But yeah, he it's just funny, to, she said, to see him as this know-nothing guy, but he's like one of the preeminent choreographers in the world now. Right now, yeah. So they go to the streets, they bomb it, and essentially one of the members of the 410, who was the, uh, the Latino chick... A friend of Andy basically shows up and says, you know, I don't really like how they treated you kicking you out of the 410. I'm here to support you. Yeah, it's to whip them into shape with her to help her. They go to a a barbecue of Missy's Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they go and basically do some like a lot of like Latin style dancing. Right. Um, And it's a really cool scene. Just it really builds relationships with the characters. And then it ultimately you find out that one of the. 410 crew guys uh, was unknowingly at the party as well and witnessed Chase uh, there and decides to because of the diss video they made about the 410. Yeah, we missed that. (laughs) Yeah. uh, They decide to beat Chase up um, and really, really do actually beat him up pretty bad. Yeah. And they they destroy the studio. Yeah. Yeah, and destroy the MSA school (laughs) dance section again. Again. Uh, Uh, Poor school. Poor school. But uh, the disc tape, yeah. though, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to totally overshadow that. Yeah. So essentially, they realize that once they lose the first streets battle, that they need something to be they need something to put themselves Edgier. on the map. Yeah, yeah. To get people to notice them. And so they end up filming a video where they're basically um, they break into Tuck's house. Yeah. At the end of it, they break into Tuck's house and basically put rot- like a rotting fish in his grate. Or whatever, just as like to basically piss them off. But they basically do like a video bomb mm-hmm. uh, montage where they are dancing in the background, making fun of Tuck. But while he's sitting, th- while he's sitting down to watch this, like he says, "What? Well, what's the line?" 
Oh, it smells like uh, Funyuns and ball sweat in here or like whatever. broccoli and ball sweat. <laughs> yeah, like bro- Funyuns, broccoli, and ball sweat. Um, and then proceeds to watch this diss uh, video against him. And it really pisses him off. He, like, destroys the table and computer. <laughs> yeah. Because they, yeah. like, they hit, like, fish in the vent. Yeah. Did they, you guys mention that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. yeah, they put rotten fish in the vent. And uh, it actually is a pretty fucked up thing to do shitty like really shitty and then once they establish themselves uh that you spend the rest of the movie basically them practicing and them right. like gaining their skills and preparing which is what one thing we need to talk about uh in this oh, movie yeah. is just the music the music is so good in this movie it's because like i can't remember a single fucking song from the first one you don't remember the title track where they sing about stepping up in the first movie shit no uh but this movie has great music yeah absolutely a lot of like uh missy elliott uh timberland uh style just like breakbeat stuff which is super fun and uh the other thing i guess in association with talking about the music is that john chu just really knows how to shoot dance like the cinematography the cinematography amp got amped up times 10 in this film just Knowing how to use lighting and cinematography to indicate style of dance was like so awesome. This movie, the thing that really stands out to my mind in my mind was the first time I saw it. Uh, the scene where the camera's just slow tracking from left to right in the MSA Dance Academy studio, and all of the characters are in silhouette. Mm. And the other thing I really have to put in here is the sad montage. Which they do in the other movies as well, but when the crew feels like they are not going to be able to dance together, they always go into a montage where each character's sitting alone, like away from the rest of the crew, mm-hmm. listening. Oh, to like super, they have to break up. Yeah, yeah, like super sad sack music. And uh, there's a great uh, edit, which is my favorite edit in the whole franchise, when Chase is like half-ass dancing his routine in class, and then it just hard cuts to him looking like he's gonna cry, like in the middle <laughs> of in the back of the class, like gets me every time. It's very funny. Yeah, John and I oh have always joked about that and chuckled about it. Uh, su- super awesome. But uh, but yes, uh, Amanda, the final dance sequence has to be just one of the most. The best dance sequences ever in a it film. It was really neat. I mean, so the one, her old crew does their dance, and it's good. It's interesting, yeah. right? And then then they take they go, we get to dance. They're trying not to say, you can't dance here. Like, mm-hmm. you're not legit. And they're like, no, anyone can be legit. She does a big old speech about this. If it's the streets, it's for everyone, you know? Yeah. And then they're like, come on, everybody, to the outsides. And where <laughs> it's raining. Yeah, where the rain just starts up for no reason. It and, wasn't that, it's, and it's not just rain. Yeah. It's it's torrential just, downpour. <laughs> like it, it's her you know, super storm sandy outside. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're in Guam. Yeah. Our friend <laughs> our friend Tyson, I remember four or five years ago, I showed this movie to him and he had a really funny comment and it was I'll believe almost anything in this movie, no matter how silly it is, but one thing I will not believe is that all of those black girls would run out into the rain with their weed on. <laughs> Which I always thought it was like a super funny observation. Well made. Um, but yeah, so they run out into the torrential rain after Brianna Evigan gives her rousing speech. Uh, what are we fighting for? Like kind of thing. And uh, Great heart speech. Yeah, and it, it breaks down into just the best song choice in the whole franchise for the for like an emotional dance sequence. Like... It's, it's again, it's Tim, Timbaland and Missy Elliott and a few other songs mixed through there. But yeah, just pinnacle of choreography, in yeah, my it's, opinion. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's really well shot, again, to director's credit and uh, very entertaining and very impressive. 
what I say when I see most dance movies that are good or dance shows is that I am definitely not using my body to its full potential mm-hmm. seeing what some of these people can do. It's impressive. Yeah. The athleticism and all of it is, is so impressive. So much strength and control. It's amazing. Yeah. And despite the fact that Brianna Evigan, although she can clearly dance, is not a She's not the star of dance in this She's film. She's fine. Yeah. She holds her yeah. own kind of thing. But they do set a trend in these movies where they cast leads who clearly aren't professional dancers, which I think has always been sort of a mistake. Although it does help the film along to have at you least someone who can sort of act. Read a line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as the, the main leads. But uh, yeah, Chase and, and Andy, I think, suffice fine, especially in the final sequence. I think they both really stepped up. Uh, <laughs> really stepped up their oh game. Oh my god! I can't believe you did it. <laughs> to uh, to really hold their own in a, amongst a crew of unbelievable dancers, because we see late in the later films that some of those lead actors can't hold their own. Nope. Um, we'll talk about in the next movie, but uh, but yeah, I just say overall for me, step up two because it was the birth of my like caring about dance movies has to be, in my opinion, my favorite of the franchise yeah is there anything else you want to say about step up to the streets i think it's what's so funny is that like we mentioned earlier that moose was a lighting major (laughs) that dean sees him do the street dancing like well clearly you're a dancer yeah which is like the funny that that's one of the funny silly moments of the movie it's like no no i'll see you in my class monday morning mr moose yeah it's like it's because he he was like no i don't want to compete with those other amazing people except for that he's brilliant he's also a genius dancer um and i think it is funny too that dean collins goes to the one street dance and it's like completely 180 like like he couldn't imagine in his mind what this street dancing could be, so he had to see it in order to believe it, kind oh, of thing. Oh, <laughs> it's it's street dancing. Oh, okay, I, I'm on board now. I thought I, it, I now. thought it was dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it's different, uh, but yeah. So that was step up to the streets. Definitely one of the high high points of the franchise, and what led us to the rest of the the series. Because step up one, if we had continued on that track, we weren't going to get five of these films. It just wouldn't be possible. Um, so yeah, so let's move on to Step Up 3D. Shit, they made the brilliant choice to make it star Moose this time. It's solely about Moose going to college and and meeting up with another dance crew. Um, he's going to college in New York, and actually, NYU, yeah, yeah, and actually, the little girl who's Channing Tatum's sister is back, but she's playing a different character now. Yeah, Allison Stoner is now Camille. Right, and Allison Stoner, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but she's a famous little girl with the dance in the Missy Elliott videos mm-hmm. and a bunch of stuff. Yeah, later went on to be like a Disney Channel star, but yeah, and. Ultimately, as a dancer. So her and Moose are like best friends. Obviously, she has a crush on him, wants more, but he's kind of like... A nerd. Yeah, he's a nerd. (laughs) He keeps it separate. Um, But thing one, he gets there moment one uh, and sees a dance battle and then, of course, has to get involved. Yeah, he sees kid darkness oh, right. <laughs> dancing in a public square being super fucking evil because that's what kid darkness does and uh yeah you get this great uh sort of intro to 
Moose, Moose and his what will soon be his new crew, uh, led by the I forget the the main character's name. Boring. Luke. Yeah, Rick. Yeah, boring face McAnn Mayonnaise is what I'm gonna call him from here <laughs> on out. But unbuttered uh, toast. I think uh, was, was, yeah. Was the comment. <laughs> Distilled water. Um, but yeah, so Luke uh, is filming Kid Darkness and ends up spotting Moose's talent. And essentially, because you can't street dance, I guess, in New York, uh, they have to run from the cops. And ultimately, Moose ends up with Luke uh, getting into his like 70s muscle car and being Luke intri- jumps through a hot dog stand. Oh, my yeah. God. You were like, <laughs> you were brilliant back there. How'd you do that? Well, he just jumped. That's pretty much all it was, Moose. But Prayed. that hot dog stand would have fucking tipped over <laughs> yeah that yeah um but yeah but so it I, also i we didn't mention that it opened the movie whole movie opens with a bunch of different dancers talking about what dance means to them and yeah. blah 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 mm-hmm. and those are the actors that we see later on in moose's crew yeah yeah they become part of the main crew uh actually for really a lot of the rest of the movies uh there are at least el- integral parts of the story of the, the next two movies um but yeah so essentially um, wait, actually, one thing, though, uh, in that sequence with the whole 3D balloons and bubbles and stuff, uh, we find out that Moose's mother is played by... Catherine uh, Jimmy. Catherine, yes. Uh, oh, who yeah. I know was like a... Everyone in the room kind of went, oh, I love yeah. her. Well, She's hocus awesome. pocus sister act. That's all yeah. you got to say. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which is, which is great because she's only in the movie for one minute. Yeah, yeah. literally one scene. She's Moose's it. mother. She sends him off to college. The end. Yeah, that's that's all you need. <laughs> but, but it was great. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, and, you know, and this movie really does dive in pretty quick. It's yes. like by scene two, you're being introduced to the next Dance dancers crew. which is so it's, fun it's yeah. super funny though after the kid uh, the kid darkness is that yes yeah so after he like dance battles kid dark darkness luke is talking to moose and he's like i can't believe you did that and he's like what and he's like you dance battle kid darkness you don't know what you just did to yourself <laughs> like it's this big fucking deal that he just danced with a dude yeah like he dicked over like yeah. the mob or something <laughs> yeah uh, like he, he like totally skinnied it and stole his car yeah, right exactly exactly that's, <laughs> how, that's this movie's great. how much weight they put on that but uh but yeah so you very quickly get introduced to the crew um you discover that luke uh owns or rents a building in new york where essentially he's collected a a crew of dancers that needed a place to stay sort of people who were like on the streets or didn't have any place to go and he's sort of cultivating their talent um, and he runs a club in the on the first floor, first of, floor of that same building in order to cover the rent which we very also quickly we also quickly discover uh is not cutting it anymore this that, isn't the club where he runs around and creepily yes people is it? that's his club that's his yeah. club yes um well, you say <laughs> creepily sequence, but i think it's romantic that sequence gosh. is retarded <laughs> right so he's filming uh the old face slash young face mcgee yes. sharni yeah. vinson plays the natalie main, yeah natalie plays natalie in the film um who is sort of like the brianna effigan stand-in i always felt like they really are interchangeable. She, they really felt like they cast her just because she just, looked like just put brianna. a raspy voice on her and yeah. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, so you find out that the dance club is no longer pulling in enough money to keep their home. So they're ha- they have to look to other ventures uh, in order to survive. Uh, and so you have like you get introduced into the Tuck crew or Tick crew. Yeah, Tick is the, the three nerd nerdy guys. You have the Santiago twins um, and a few and a few other like really great dancers um, that I'm sure will come up at some point. But uh, robot guy. 
Yes, robot. Fuck. Yeah, yes. Vlad. It's Chad Smith is his real name, and he his character's name is Vlad, which I think is funny. I yes. never knew that until today. He looks uh, like a Vlad. He does indeed. Uh, but his whole thing is just robot dancing, and then you also have Twitch, who actually is a huge part of this film and the rest of the movies. His uh, name is Jason in the franchise, but he's known to by most people as Twitch from So You Think You Can Dance. Right. And he it has to be. The, well, the best dancer in the whole. Not not to get ahead of myself or, or, or of us or anything, but at the the Battle of Red Hook, yes. like there is a dance where I cannot fucking take my eyes off of Twitch. Yeah, yeah, he's he got the purple so jersey good. on, and he's just magnetic. Like there's just something about him. Um, but yeah, like just to tie Red Hook in, essentially we discover that there's a dance competition that if they, it's like a world dance championship that if they go to and win, they can afford to keep their building and save their home. So they are now on the path to bat, uh, dance battling in like two or three sequences right. in order to win the money. But but Richard, there's a villain who wants to buy his club because he was formerly, formerly part of their crew but <laughs> left and now he's like I'm going to I'm going to win the money and buy your building and then do evil things in it. <laughs> Who should we should we get into why he is on the outs with the the the, the dance thing? Well, I before you get into exactly the details of that plot, okay. I'd like to just mention that this guy is clearly not an actor. <laughs> he is a dancer through and through and he is just shit. He's just as as far as delivering lines, he can barely speak, but uh he just has that great villainous face. He's the best villain in all the movies. Yeah, yeah, he's just so goofball. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can describe why he's so evil. <laughs> he threw a dance competition. Yes, because he bet on it. Yeah, because <laughs> because he's a gambling addict. Yeah. We discover that his gambling addiction <laughs> lifetime movie. Yeah, forced him to throw a dance battle for the crew that Luke is a part of, and uh, <laughs> we discover that he's in fact Natalie's brother. Mm. Which um, they didn't know somehow. They knew him for years being in his crew and never knew Natalie was his brother because she hangs out and goes to the club but yeah. just never knew. Well, they say in the, in the beginning of the film that she was in London for a while. Yeah, like she, she was she was conveniently plot-wise away. But then, so the, the, the twist is you find out that they're brother and sister and that she actually lured him in and like seduced him and joined that crew to also sabotage the crew. Oh, yes. to, to shoot, to film yeah. them. So, that yeah. he would so know she's a mole. Team. She's a mole essentially. And which is, I guess a fine plot it's device. It's fine. It, it, doesn't it doesn't really matter. make and, sense. And like but... all female moles, she falls for the mark. <laughs> uh, she fucked it up. So what happens when you have May and egg in the main, main <laughs> role. But, uh, but yeah, she gets, she gets pulled into their crew very quickly they trust her almost immediately, and you basically now get a series of just dance montages. Like, that's really the rest of the film. And that's great. Yeah, it's just dancing all the way through. You get introduced to the fact that they have, like, this really beautiful place and a whole fucking wall of shoes yeah. that could probably cover a couple months. Well, I remember you saying, like, there's, a, there's one specific shoe on there that you saw that you're like, I know that's worth a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah Sell that and, and pay that, rent. Yeah. That's what Moose was most attracted to. There was those Nikes. The gunmetal Nike dunks. Mm. That I was super excited about seeing. And meanwhile, uh, the other plot is that Moose has been neglecting his really good friend. Camille, yeah. Camille. Um, you know, they went off to college together. She's found her own group. He's found his own group. You know, she kind of gave up on their friendship. And then he comes back going like, what happened? I want to hang. Oh, I'll totally go to that like Halloween ball 
where we're supposed to be the Olsen hey, twins. I'm, you know me. Come on. You know, Moose has always been your Ashley to your Mary Kate. Is yeah, what we'll said. have more fun. <laughs> it's great that they don't spend any more time on this than they need to. Yeah. Any yeah. other movie would drag out the makeup process and all that. The whole reason for this whole conflict is just makeup dance routine. Yeah. Which yeah. is adorable. Which fantastic. Is, makes me literally giddy watching it. It's such a... It harkens back to to a different era of dance. Again, it just right. really it's very they singing know. in the rainy, mm-hmm. but it's two people dancing. It fills my heart with joy. Yeah, it's a really cute sequence. Takes away all your sadness. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and not only was he neglecting Camille, though, he was neglecting his studies. Uh, he's uh, which actually does actually I think funny carry into the next movies as well. But that you find out Moose is going to school to be an engineer. And uh, has a great sequence where he's in class and clearly clearly distracted by like wanting to dance and can't focus. And he asks the guy next to him a question. He's like, oh, what's your name? And the guy goes, silence. So silence in class is my name. <laughs> so weird and funny. Yeah, it's just a weird. I wonder if that moment. guy is an improviser or something. He probably yeah. He had to like be some sort of comedian. Funny. They cast. Uh, yeah. But I love like they're all Moose. You have to be on our team. It's like oh, but I got finals as my grade. You have to come. And then like there he is at the finals, and he's like at eight p.m. at night. Yeah. Yeah. He has, he has a big test final. at eight p.m. at night. Yeah. But but he's actually debating like I should just fuck college and just <laughs> go dance. Yeah. Which I think he should because he's Moose and yeah. he's awesome. Uh, his parents aren't paying for that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he basically fucks up in school and and messes up this friendship with Camille uh, to be at the dance of Gwai, which is also one of my favorite dance sequences in this we're, franchise. I mean, just we can talk about stuff, but can we actually go back and talk about Red Hook before we're done? Oh yeah, like, I want to talk a lot about Red Hook and Gwai. Yeah, why don't we just do it now? Let's go back to Red Hook. All right. Take Red it Hook away, is Josh. fantastic. I mean, just the, the oh man, there's like so many like iconic dancers. Like there's Twitch, obviously, who comes out and is just going nuts. They do this cool thing that like it kind of they they latched onto and did in different forms for uh, for a lot of the next movies where they would have powder in their hands yeah. and throw it around and like do claps and stuff to make it like look more impactful when they were doing stuff. And they'd put these big, they did a lot of really good sound design in this for like, yes. if uh, like when people land, it's not just like, it's like, boom, like, yeah, it, like an just, everything is really like awesome. It makes it, it makes, it makes everything so much more important sounding. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, so there's this woman in it that has these red gloves on who they, I call her hands. She <laughs> just moves her hands really fast. It sounds really dumb while I'm describing face. it, but it's really awesome. It was really good 3D, in 3D. I bet it was amazing. Yeah. And, and it's, then, oh, by the way, this is the best 3D film I've ever seen. Like, there's just hands down. Even fuck Avatar. Uh, but yeah, the 3D in this movie was fantastic because the uh, they shot it natively 3D. They, it was like they shot with two right. cameras. Because that's why it looks all kind of weird yes. seeing it in 2D. Yes, it did have uh, some issues seeing it in 2D. But uh, yeah, it was one of the best 3D experiences I've ever had. And they just really knew how to handle it. And it doesn't handle the dancing like it was 3d used in a way that really made sense not just oh they're popping out like Mm -hmm. or whatever it was like it actually put you in the place of the dancers and made you feel like you were there with them which was really cool but yes and then vlad comes out and then vlad robot man shows up shuts it down and and it's so awesome i wet my pants every time (laughs) i watch this yeah he's he's so amazing he's amazing to quote manny who was amazing (laughs) Was a little high, which makes it even better. So it could have been kind of 3D for him. He goes, 
his neck is insane, which is funny because he can move, his, he can contort his neck in a crazy way that's inhuman. He, he does this awesome move where he puts his hands out like he's holding something, and then he moves his torso and his, like, and his legs, his but but like his bot, his hands and his head aren't moving. Yeah, it's like perfectly. It's like what you would what you would get if you picked up a chicken and moved it around. Like yeah, his head exactly. Move. It's just amazing. And then and then he goes. Man, he's still being blown away by what's happening in front of him. Goes, is this in real time? Is this real time? <laughs> the robot guy, Vlad, literally made him David the dentist. Like goes to the dentist. Is is this real life? He literally yeah. David that goes to the dentist. And then by the end of this scene, all of us were just screaming. Yeah, well, so, good. so much that we got. These guys got a noise complaint. Yeah. Like four o'clock on a Saturday. Four o'clock on a Saturday got a noise complaint because we went. Insane. Four o'clock in the afternoon, to clarify that. Yeah. But also, like, to to, to people who haven't seen the movie, to explain, like, the whole real time, because the way Vlad dances is is in a way that looks almost stop motion. Yeah. Like, he he vibrates. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed he looks like a Harryhausen monster. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Which which is fucking awesome. Just this, like, ripped white guy who should be a cop, should be in the military, but he's, like, this insane dancer. Yeah. I love Vlad, and I just want to talk about him for just 30 seconds here. Vlad, is there a- Vlad, V-L-A-D-D. Vlad. I love, I just call him robot guy. Yeah. Robot but man. I love him, but my, I'm kind of bummed that like every time he comes out now, he just does the robot thing, which is great, but it, like he, he doesn't add much to it. And then like, but he adds the robot. No, well, but I, I love seeing it when it comes out, but then I, I, okay. So in step up five at the end, they're showing some like bloopers and stuff and you can see that he actually, yeah, can he dance. can do other styles of but dance. But every time he's in a dance routine, he, he just does his thing and then literally fades into the back. Yeah. I think that, he's so much yeah. taller. I think it was because they utilized him as a robot in the, in this film and that, cause that was his, that's his main talent. Yeah. And then that character became robot guy mm. like it wasn't it, he wasn't chad or what's his name chad smith the dancer anymore mm. he was vlad the robot so uh like they t- even take it to a really far extreme like he he like when people were talking he never talks yeah he's but when, never spoken when people were doing things and like you're like well it's okay we got this right or like you know we'll do better next time and they're like look at him and he just kind of does like a like, like yeah sad robot um like movements yeah yeah he, he's not even like a person practically yeah. in these movies so uh but yeah he's fantastic twitch this is his shining moment is red hook, battle of red hook they gave it a so whole good they gave it a whole um mad max like vibe in the battle oh, of yeah, red they're hook. all like in leather torn leather mm, warrior post-apocalyptic yeah. which again is great like adding themes to these dances if you're is awesome. listening to this and you haven't seen this just it's on youtube go Watch just this. watch it. Just go watch go watch the Battle of Red Hook. Yeah. We'll wait. <laughs> we'll, we'll be waiting here. Um yeah, it's just phenomenal. Just like yeah, you just search robot dance step up 3D and it'll pop up immediately in 1080p. It's well, you also awesome. want to get um Twitch's stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's there's the whole scene. Mm-hmm. But it ends with a crescendo of robot awesomeness. Yeah, yeah. And a, and a great element of choreography that they use a lot in these films, which is one central dancer controlling the rem- the other dancers. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some sort of spearhead, uh, like, puppeting everyone else, which is, again, part of the cinematography, the way they, like, frame and choreograph this stuff just really lines up perfectly. Yeah, that's actually part of the reason why... Uh, Vlad looks so good is mm-hmm. because everybody is in, in formation around him kind of doing 
so supporting either, this, him. either the same thing or something that le- like adds to him. Like he he'll do he does this thing where he puts his arms up and then slams them down like as if he's yeah. hitting the floor and everybody like bounces behind him and stuff. Yeah. It just makes it so much cooler. Yeah, I'm it's, getting chills talking. I about know it. it's so engaging. I love. I fucking love. This I know. Movie. I, after this, everyone will watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like the introduction of the little kid dancers in this. Hell one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something for whatever reason. I just because they're small and cute. Little kid dancers and singers always get me. I uh, just, because they're the fucking best. It's amazing. And again, they're so young and they have so much talent early on, you know, very natural talent. So yeah. they just, the people behind this movie know exactly where. What you want to see. What you want to see. Yeah. And don't waste your time with anything else. No. And it's a combination of cool dance moves, interesting characters, great introductions <laughs> of people, and, um, Silliness that's fun and self-aware, you know. Because yeah. this is where they've they've transferred to the carnival. Yes, they're in the back rooms of the carnival, and then to train because yeah. they don't have a dance space anymore. Having right, lost what's her their, faces? And um, then, family, the the Asian lady. Yeah, her family works there. Yeah, yeah. Coda, and and then and then friggin' evil McTurncoat, like one of the one of the dancers <laughs> yeah, the that was Hispanic in the crew, guy. who was just like, I knew this dream wouldn't last. He comes back, and is like, Oh, you come back? No. I've come back with a message. You guys better throw the yeah the in thing. an in an alleyway, yeah. like in shadow. Like he can't just talk to them. He's known them for years. Like between a chain link fence, like yeah. literally like a barricade between them. Uh, yeah, it's just see that's what I like. About. I think the move to John is self aware enough to know that that's just dumb. But throw it in there. Why not? Why not? It's silly. It's fun. Well, if you're gonna have some sort of serious tone between like rival dance dance crews, like yeah. Play that shit up. Yeah. Like, turn it up to 11 and make it as ridiculous and silly as you can. Absolutely. I'm all for it. And uh, the second part of the process is they go to the Battle of Gwai, which is the uh, super racist Asian dance battle. There's, like, people there playing, like, mahjong and betting on things. It's, (laughs) like, very... Yeah, it's, like, these, like, middle-aged dudes, like, like Chinese or Asian. I don't honestly know what ethnicity they are, but these Asian guys, like, betting, like, it's, like, a chicken fight yeah, it, or something it, it, it's it's the scene in hot shots part de, <laughs> yes. with the bo- the, yeah, this money just you you no one's keeping track of where this money is going this money just keeps changing hands, yeah just bets just and you're just assuming bet. someone must be keeping track yeah but, absolutely a lot of movies do that it, I mean, it's always vexed me it's like there's no i've been to horse races <laughs> That's, that's not, not how, how this works. There's a, part, there's a point where you have no, to stop. You just throw your money and you keep tossing it. You know, it. It's a lot like watching like things where there's like the stock market. Yeah. And it's just like people yelling and holding up pieces of paper. And it's like, how does this accomplish anything? How are we the biggest economy in the world with just screaming? <laughs> but yeah, so the Battle of Gwai. And it's a great sequence as well. And I'd have to say the best sequence in 3D because of it's all takes place like with water. And like it just Moose accidentally kicks a sprinkler head or something. Yeah, he yeah. comes in on a bicycle <laughs> and, and accidentally. Oh, after he, he, he does his test, right? Yeah. Well, he, he basically skips out on the test. Yeah. I think he doesn't even finish it, and then rides his bike furiously over to the Battle of Guai and knocks a valve, which is like a it controls the water in the there's, floor. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. a there's a hole in the middle of the stage yeah. where water comes out. It doesn't of. make sense. Yeah. There's no spigot or anything. It's just and, a hole. And, and no one like says, oh, you turned on the water. It's like. Can you turn it off? Yeah, just turn it off. Turn it off. But, but no. no, but no. The, dance through, dance through. 
Yeah. Force majeure. <laughs> and we discovered that apparently Asian dancers can't dance in water. Right. You can't do the human pyramid if, right. the, bottom, if, the, if the bottom people are, their hands are wet. Yeah. <laughs> Asian people can't dance in water, everybody. Yeah. That's what, the movie, that's what the movie would like us to believe. <laughs> hey, they just write what they know, you know? <laughs> exactly. From their experience. But it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. It's so stupid. great. It's like great. And they, you know, like again, uh, this is a centerpiece for Moose, like his dance battle moment mm. where you really see his moves and really pulls out the mic. Michael Jackson, like wonderful, full force, um, well, and it harkens back to the rain dance in in the second film too, where you know, like they're stomping the ground and big splashes of water coming up, and it looks. I can imagine that in 3D, all that would looked really good. Oh, the, each individual raindrop was on its own layer. It was like incredible looking on the big screen, and like the final shot is Moose like spitting water into the sky, right. and it's just like it just looks so awesome. Where did he get the water? Spigot. <laughs> <laughs> drank it um but uh i remember seeing this in theaters and our entire theater erupted in cheering like when that happened like That's it was awesome. everyone was so on board with that scene it was really fun um and then we get which we briefly mentioned but the uh singing in the rain style dance uh with camille and um moose basically making up for, like, yeah to um i don't dance don't mm-hmm. ask me. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute. It's like clearly universal set of New York. Yeah, it's New York Street. Street, yeah. you know, and them running around and, do, you know, interacting with the neighbors, the trash cans, all this different adorable Frames. stuff. Yeah. It's very likable. Everyone has put all of their belongings out on the street. Yeah. yeah. For this it's a garage day. sale day and yeah, everyone's totally, stuff is an instrument. Totally, the ice cream man. Yeah, and the two little jerk girls apparently who... this writer thinks kids are jerks because remember the, in the first one there was a little ballerina who was an asshole Channing yeah. Tatum oh yeah, yeah every time he was there she just gave him this look of like what are you doing here yeah. <laughs> and then these little kids are like hurry up bigger kids we want you ice suck. for him you, you suck you know yeah but they dance and it's adorable yeah it's, it's cute it's... also that they like the the music is coming from the ice cream truck and you're mm-hmm. like hey ice cream guy turn it up and then you know the, the scene starts. yeah it's not like um pop goes the weasel or anything it's an <laughs> yeah. song. in this yeah. neighborhood that dance sequence would be really weird yeah, yeah. like uh, christmas songs year round <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah it's just an adorable sequence and just yeah it just fills you with a lot of nostalgia <laughs> um, and again a good variety you know yeah. way to bring a different taste to this movie yeah you have dance battle you have uh old scott style musical sequences like it's just really really well balanced um we talked about Slurpees yet? We have not talked about Slurpees. Is oh. it time to talk about It's Slurpees? time to talk about Slurpees. Let's talk about Slurpees. Break it down. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, all I can remember is that the the, the two main characters, Natalie Moose, and Luke. Luke, uh, a.k.a. CW Pretty. Luke tells yeah. <laughs> Natalie, like, hey, I got something that's going to blow your mind. <laughs> Come with me. Well, first, we got to go to 7-Eleven, though. Yeah. <laughs> and he does blow our mind because it blows my fucking mind every time I see it. They get they go down by the water, the pier, and there's a vent. There's like a, like a hot air vent that they stand on. And he somehow discovered in his boredom at some point that if you take Slurpee and release it from the straw over the vent, it gives you this gorgeous neon like show. It just goes up into the sky and yeah. never comes Floats back. Up. Yeah. I would pay so much money to be there the moment you and John first saw that. Oh, in 3D? I'm sure you both were just dying. Fucking lost our minds. I know. And I would pay, much like you'd pay money to go see Obsessed in an all-black audience, I would Hell pay yeah. so much money just to see you and John. Yeah. 
see that for the first time. Absolutely. It, it was it, I know you were building to it when we saw it and we didn't even get to see it in 3D. Yeah. So, but it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's but, goofy as shit. It's supposed to be like romantic, like silly. And it's... It's just funny crazy. if you watch their faces because the whole yeah. time it's just like, oh my God, yeah. This is so This cool. isn't getting old at all. I'm flying, Jack. I'm flying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's very... Uh, well, well, they're shooting for a very similar tone as like as that scene, the Titanic scene. Yeah. It's a good, I, good I just one. I just want to see a remake of that scene where they're standing on the vanity. They pour the Slurpee out, but it, instead of flying, it just falls right into the fan. It blows up and gets all sprays <laughs> yeah, them all over face. the place. Yeah, because it stays all, ah. in a perfect stream. Like yeah. that's the joke of it is that yeah. the Slurpee consistency, for whatever reason, stays in a perfect little stream that blasts like, there's, up. There's no gravity or currents. This. It, it, the air is perfectly proportioned to lift Slurpee ice. At a, I, yes, at a slow pace, at a perfect visible pace. I would like to give an award to whoever came up with that concept. We're like, we got to do more with the 3D. What do you do? I don't know. And they're like all sitting around drinking yeah. Slurpees like, huh. You know, like, how did that come to fruition? I have no idea who would have thought of something like and that. And a fever dream of yeah. brilliance. Is when I had a dream once them. where my teeth fell out, but also I was drinking Slurpees and then I was shot him on a vent. We should put that in a movie. And then I woke up naked at school. <laughs> but that is essentially the moment where the romance like really hits Literally. full on between Natalie and Luke. And, and the diabetes. And the di- diabetes. Mm. Uh, but they their plot line is essentially obviously a love story, but also she's trying to push him to become to go to film school out in LA right. because she's witnessed his film Born from a Boombox. B Fab. B Fab yo. B Fab B F A B B. But uh, which I'm probably gonna get a tattoo of at some point in my life because I too feel like I'm born from a boombox. But uh, they, uh, she's trying to inspire him to go to uh, film academy so that he can use his talent to show the world dance as well yeah, and le- whatever he less wants to dancing, make. more filming <laughs> more filming guy. yeah because he really can't dance at all yeah. he would always just do a couple moves and then fade into the background cw pretty is what you called him which i we I think it's all of the girls maybe it was shelby or rachel i can't take yeah, one, full credit shelby but somebody or, pointed out cw pretty yeah she, they they basically said that there's a certain type of beauty in like each of the male actors of this franchise and that he that luke is specifically the type of pretty you would only see on a cw show <laughs> which is really accurate Truth. and super funny um, and, uh, they actually all practice in their space. And I think we need to mention, since we're talking about born from a boombox, the ginormous boombox wall. So cool. They have in their dance space. Literally boom boxes stacked on top yeah. of each other, made per- into a perfectly wall. Stacked. Perfectly stacked. They- yeah. It's funny, people who just got there just know which one to put the tape into. The as cent- well. Yeah, that center yeah. one. Which is funny enough, it's an Iowa boombox, which is my very first boombox I ever owned. Aww. Yeah. Just thought the I, 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 you should I know hope that. that they're all wired for sound. Though. Yeah, like, like every single one of them. Yeah, <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just go by behind it, and it's just this mess of wires going everywhere. <laughs> Speaker Fire cords hazard. going everywhere, and you discover they can't make rent because their electricity bill is four thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, a yeah month. because of all the lights shining on the shoes that are really expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and I guess uh, talking about their space, uh, we have to mention that Twitch, whose name in this, these films is actually Jason, but Twitch. Uh, is the electrical guy for their crew. Yeah, he's the electrical and, like, technology. They, he's the Donatello of the group. Yeah, he makes, like, the, the LED battery light. The oh, Neo Flies. The Neo yeah, Flies. Like, 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 he invented something new. I was like, 
What? Those, those are it's a glow stick with a with a magnet glued onto Richard, it. Richard, yeah. he invented light. <laughs> and I was like Edison that, over that, here. That, that, that was like okay, but I get with like the whole three D thing. Like, oh look, you throw them at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> light at the camera. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So Twitch is ahead of their electricity crew, which we later find out the Neo flies so awesome. essentially feed into their final battle costume, which is one of the coolest costume I've ever seen. It's literally all like white suits are they white they're led suits that are the the material is black but they have led lights built into them yeah so there's lights built in and so the lights sync up with their dance and the songs and the moves and it's amazing yeah which Uh, was done in post right yeah they it was yeah they there were the colors and everything was all post i've seen people do that in real life not to the extent that they do it in this because obviously it's on it's a probably control but like it's really impressive that kind of yeah technique yeah it's super it's just cool looking again they just give you some like eye candy to help you through the movie um but before you get to the final dance i guess we do have to mention the falling out between natalie and luke where she admits that who she is well she doesn't well she admits it because the evil brother uh basically yeah like exposes her at the tango sequence which also is a great sequence Mm -hmm. oh is that oh yeah so she's like a you know kind of a um Upper class or upper class, and they have this like masquerade dance. Yeah, it's 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 basically like the crazy scene in Twelve Monkeys. Yes, where Bruce Willis <laughs> goes to the part the Brad Pitt's party, and Brad Pitt flips out. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's like all I could think about was this like the scene and the commotion that they were making during this super fancy event. Yeah, yeah, it's super super crazy. Uh, but I also really love the tango sequence that they did and the song, which I forget who sings it. I. It was a, a pop singer that only had like one album. Um, although most Lou of Vega, I wish it was Lou Vega. <laughs> no, it was a it was a girl from around that time that had one really good R and B album. But it's called "Bust the Windows." I believe it's the name of the song, and it's just like it's actually a song about like a breakup and like her getting yeah. revenge by like fucking up I a think dude's cheating, car. Yeah. Um. But oh, uh, that song. I'll bust the windows at your car. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Josh. That was they a did the cover of Glee. And, oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah, but just a great song choice again, and uh, like again, just more dancing variety for the film. Um, Jasmine Sullivan. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, which leads to the breakup of Natalie and Luke. You discover that she was giving away their dance secrets to the other crew, which is actually a super asshole move. And uh, they managed to pull out a dance uh, to win the final battle anyway. Because they pull in the crew from the last movie. Yeah, we, we get a reprisal of the roles that like Smiles comes back, uh, Koda, the Japanese uh, dancer. The brothers come back, right? Yeah, the Santiago twin. No, they're, oh, no, they're, they're, they're just introduced this, to this they're film. They're introduced yeah, yeah, in this yeah, film. This. I don't um, know what I'm fucking talking about. But the guy from Glee is the, the Asian Airy. dancer, which they call the man with no bones in this because uh, he has awesome. that sort of like worm style dance mm. or whatever and, and the guy the famous choreographer now. yes christopher scott returns as well um and then they introduce the little children uh while they're practicing and all of the crews come together to then become the one massive super crew that will go on to the final battle um which you know is the set piece of the film right it's what they put all their energy and money into and really it, it works. Paid it's, off. Yeah, it paid off. It just looks great. The special effects on the costumes really adds to the main crew's uh, uh, likability. And, and just the the villain crew is like they come up with those dumb costumes. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the, evil B-boys. Kind yeah, of. evil shoulder pad crew. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just fun. I don't really know what you else you could say about it, but it's just good dancing. 
And it's good. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the big set piece, but I still think that Red Hook and Guai, mm-hmm. that's where the, that's where that's where the bread is buttered. Yeah, the big isn't bigger isn't always better in this case, but uh, it's also entertaining. Um, yeah, and then basically everything gets wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow. Camille and they finally do that. The last ten minutes is where the love finally happens, mm-hmm. which is as it should be. Who gives yeah. a shit? Just cram it into the end. Yeah, Fine. why not? Um, and then yeah, uh, Camille and Moose, you know, are essentially together by the end of the film, and uh, which will lead into plots for the the next two movies. Um, but yeah, is there anything? Oh yes, I have to mention John would kill me if I didn't mention this. That uh, at the very beginning of the film, Kid Darkness sends his dance ninjas to assault Moose in the bathroom. Oh right! And oh yeah! Oh my god! Where, where do you think you're going? Could we dance. have forgotten. <laughs> it's the, from the club that the yes. guy owns it. They live above. So. Yeah, because we were informed that you don't know what you just did when you cross Kid Darkness. Well, he will send dance ninjas to assault you it's in a bathroom. And step number one of dance ninjas assaulting you throw pull okay so this guy we have to paint a picture here a guy who apparently was also a very famous dancer that shelby pointed out i did not know of him so you think you can dance yeah so you think you can dance dancer comes into the bathroom after one of his comrades sneak sneaks into the rafters oh yeah he does like a like a um (laughs) like a splinter splinter cell cell thing yeah yeah into the rafters the uh this dancer follows moose into the bathroom and is like hey you like he's gonna like beat him up and then proceeds to rip the front of his jacket off and it has speakers in it and then which plays music to like dance assault moose and i'd have to say of all the things we've laughed at at these movies in theaters that broke john like john was in literal tears Almost on the floor of the theater laughing. He could not handle how funny that was. was I would love to see that because I've seen John lose it at things. And it's always just a goddamn delight. Yeah. It was one of the best moments of the whole series. Is this the movie he made it for? I think he made it for this one. Papa John made an appearance, mm. even though he's got a new baby. I think he was, he came in at four. I think he came in at four, too. Yeah, yeah halfway through. That is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that whole sequence. Dance Ninjas is brilliant. They're so good. Brilliant. Anything else, uh, you guys? I think this one's my favorite, but like not by a long shot. I think basically two and three I can watch interchangeably anytime. Yeah. I feel but, like yeah, they're even for me. Yeah, they're just they're just sugar. Just just dancing sugar. But uh yeah, so let's move on to the fourth movie, which is Step Up Revolution. <laughs> Really bad. It's well, number two. The, the only thing that made this movie slightly okay to watch was that it wasn't Step Up One. Because yeah, whatever you say about this movie, Step Up One is way worse. There, yeah, there was more dancing in this one. It wasn't drawn out like the first one. But like Matt said, this is the movie he takes Josh and I to see as like Step Up. They're the best, and we're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, it was a horrible, horrible mistake. Yeah. To their credit. <laughs> I think they're just trying to try something new. Yeah. And this is this is uh, a flash mob 
um, demonstration oriented type dance where it's a very it's yeah, very the, the, uh, the whole one percent debate was really on fire yeah, occupy wall street the with step up right yes. exactly step up goes political now the opening's awesome so it's florida right miami yeah. so it's miami and this, this movie's actually called step up miami heat in other countries oh that's funny so they are in the middle of traffic and then suddenly they flash mob but which is really rad they flash mob with these the cars the that are on, riders. yeah that are on hydraulics and they're like bumping and they're dancing with it um there's also a guy who's doing street art that every time he they flash mob he does a street art of their name which is uh, the mob the mob and they've got also this guy the couple guys running around with like those crazy leg boot things that like let you jump around yeah like, like the spring shoes spring shoes yeah, yeah, yeah. the moon bounce shoes mm-hmm. i had those when i was a kid yeah <laughs> yeah moon shoes those were awesome shoes. Um, so it was cool. So for us, we're like, wow, this is going to be great. And then it was all fucking yeah. in promising the start. That. Yeah. The first five minutes, I was like, see guys, see, this I'm is so okay. Cool. Yeah, and then it was a very quickly, this is not okay. Oh, shit. Peter um, Gallagher is going to eyebrows? tear your neighborhood down. <laughs> yes, yeah, he he's will. An evil, evil man building hotels and whatnot. <laughs> what I realized in seeing this movie, uh, in theaters with you guys, I, I, I essentially realized that what I find fascinating about dance has a huge element of competition that when you take the competitive element out of dancing that I'm just, I'm not as interested in it yeah. unless you're dealing with an, an old style, like the singing in the rain sequence, something a bit more uh, but choreographed. That, well, that, that's the, yeah, that's a, you're getting, it's like, that's a, that's you're putting on a show. Yeah. Like yeah. you're getting paid. That's a musical. Yeah. This yeah. is what you do. Like this stuff was kind of more, it's weird. It gets muddled, muddied in this. We're going to teach him a lesson yeah. and we're going to like, we're going to make a difference. And it's not just, we're going to wow him. Yeah. It, it, it was all these crazy performance pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other step of dance were, you know, cause like you said, there were all competitions and there wasn't the, it wasn't performance pieces or showmanship, but these were all like to do, to give like a really harsh message yeah. to people and sometimes too harsh. Yeah. Which we so find out later, like, like smoke, like smoke grenades. Like and, terrorist acts. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, this is like, <laughs> <laughs> they've gone too far. Yeah. They've got, well, honestly, yeah. That's, that's kind of how I felt about that subway sequence in part two. I was like, oh, they're wearing like creepy masks and getting in people's faces. Like, I would not like that. The saving grace of that scene, though, is that when they when one of them starts accosting a girl, it actually and she like after after a couple seconds of her going like, no, get away, get away. She pops a mask on and she's yeah. one of them. Yeah, they only accost people that are part of the 410 crew. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's but it, it's still very, I don't know. So you it, agree with the newscaster saying it was an attack. It was an attack. <laughs> it was an attack on our civil liberties. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, but yeah, like they, they go too far, but, uh, but all the pieces were like specifically designed rather than coming out of like a desire to dance. It was more mm-hmm. out of a desire to let's make like a really great, huge Cirque du Soleil production. Yeah. 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 And what it was is if you took the underground crew of dirty dancing where it's like, on their break, they do dirty dancing and then they have to work for the man sort of thing. And then like had them dance off with it, you know, like yeah. she teach them with through dance. It's just so corny. It but, is very similar because they, they all work at a resort. Yeah. Like, it, so it's, 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 it is like a, in our off time, we like to go around and, you know, yeah. dance. It's right. the head of uh, the mob. It's Sean and Eddie who 
come back in the fifth movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they work for a resort and they discover More no faces. Yeah, but just actually, I have a note written here that says all of the actors are Sam Worthingtons. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just really forgettable people. But uh, yeah, they're working at this resort, and you get this. Re- Sean is the leader, and you get this really goofy ass opening uh or i guess it's technically the second dance number where he sees the love interest like at the the bar for the hotel they they, mm-hmm. they decide to like fuck the sign that says like employees can't hang out we're gonna go dance like on the beach and uh you discover the lead girl who is apparently played by Catherine mccormick who apparently is also a very famous dancer and quite a good one no face yeah but again just brings yeah. nothing too to bad the table. she was in this one yeah she is really uninteresting she plays emily and uh, they have this sort of really goofy, what's supposed to be sexy sand, sand dance. dance. The whole, yeah, the whole thing yeah. is I'm just going, oh, there's sand everywhere. <laughs> it just made me itchy. Yeah, like. it was not sexy. And uh, they basically <laughs> strike up a relationship that then takes them through trying to battle Peter Gallagher, mm. who is her her dad. father. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. ends up being her dad. Ends up being her dad. You who, find out very quickly. Who is like a real estate magnate who is trying <laughs> to destroy Ricky's club down by yeah. the river i guess yeah they're they're like a poor down on their luck crew but they afford all kinds of crazy metalwork sculptures and costuming yeah all sorts of workspaces to do stuff yeah it's funny because peter gallagher really like darth vader's her like there's a couple moments where he's like just quit the silly dance business and come join me and yeah. come back to some flyover state and right. rule the real estate industry. It's yeah, like, I'm going to train you to be proper, a proper lady who will be wed to a financial man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Emily is now divided between her father's real estate, like, businessman mentality and her wanting to, like, dance to express herself and fight the man through dance, mm. uh, which is all really fucking stupid. I don't really care about any of the plot of this movie. I'm not invested in any of it. Did the yeah, mob, this movie's terrible. Did the mob have a goal of doing all these public displays as Make the mob? Shame Peter Gallagher. Yeah, like, it is. Like, it's like Occupy Wall Street. It's a demonstration. So they're trying to save Ricky's club and just basically save the neighborhood uh, from Peter Gallagher's evil building uh, scheme. <laughs> evil it's, buildings. I want to talk about like them like bombarding the art museum. Yeah, yeah. This is the worst sequence in the whole thing, I think. Because they they're like there's a gallery and they flash mob this gallery, but it's horribly shot for dancing. It doesn't even mm. matter. The dancing doesn't matter. But the other thing is like <laughs> there's people painted to look like they're part of the painting. So it's not like a person painted as a person. It's a person painted with like geographic shapes and it's like yeah, how do you not fucking notice that person's well, it's there? It's funny because if you if you if you're watching it like you, they're clearly not there, and yeah. then they just suddenly they're there. <laughs> they're there, but and they're supposed to be like the whole time. People, well, the statues looking. are, but yeah, the people yeah. in front of the paintings. Yeah, the people in front of the paintings. People in front of the paintings was the funniest, like most cheesy. There's no way they could have been there. It's but. really weird. Like I, I want to show the guy who ma- who like made this scene. I want to show him the Aluna George video where everybody's yeah. dancing in that uh, like art, art gallery. Yeah, and like. Just be like, look, you can do this in a totally not retarded way. Which they kind of did later when they did, where they're all wearing business suits yeah. and they yeah. do the flash mob, which is well better shot in this. But this one, it's like the ballerinas are sort of dancing, but there's like a flashing like light. That but was yeah. a terrible scene. So yeah, not terrible. Good. But I did like how everyone at the art gallery was oh. frightened. Like immediately super scared of the dancers. They were captive frightened. <laughs> yeah, they were they were like engaged but like very 
very wary of like, what was going on. By Dancer 6 revealing himself from a painting, they shouldn't be going, oh, like anymore. Like, it shouldn't be a frightening event. They're diminishing returns. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. What? So it would be really funny if actually in the movie they're like, oh. Like, <laughs> oh, this guy. This another, well, you know, I should have seen it coming. But yeah, yeah, I agree with Amanda that it's just really poorly it's represented. Poorly like, shot. They're all separate. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Shit. It's supposed to be like, oh, suspicious. And then, oh, exciting. And it's supposed to go through like, this whole wave of emotions that you just never feel. Yeah. No, if you want to know what we're talking about, by the way, just Google Aluna George, uh, Your Drums, Your Love music video. It's really good. Really good song. And it's the way the scene should have been. Yeah, yeah, that's how it should have played out. There's the restaurant dance where they... The salsa? No, no, no. The restaurant no, where, no, the, no. where they stand on the staff. table. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he yeah, makes yeah. a thing out of the silverware. Yeah. The mob. <laughs> the mob. Yeah. Yeah. Out of, like, of silverware. This, that, that is the most fast, the fastest working artist ever. Yeah. In the span of one dance uh, sequence, he always is able to make, like, amazing things. Yeah, he's a, he's a brilliant guy. We also have to mention the a guy who's in charge of videotaping all of the sequences who hides cameras in like <laughs> yeah. pieces of bread or oh right bread cam bread cam and bunch of, like oh uh ice cream cart cam but it ends up most of the time just putting the camera in something like a loaf of bread and then holds the bread like a camera yeah <laughs> so it's poor like, disguise so why even bother but uh yeah so nothing he, here but this bread that i hold weird and i'm touching he, he, he puts like a light meter in front of the front of the bread there we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're ready for the uh bread yeah we're ready for the bread sir could you not touch my bread like that i'd like it not touching butter oh, with on, your hands. I, I, I gotta check the bread for the gate here gotta, oh it's bread <laughs> it's bread <laughs> there's crumbs there's crumbs but the, the thing gate. is it's like big for her because now she's rebelling against her dad like she starts yeah. to she sees the horror of real estate and no it needs and <laughs> needs to battle against it the horror of jobs just because <laughs> a place doesn't make money and can't pay its bills doesn't mean that it should be shut down <laughs> yeah well, clearly some would some would think that's true yeah. but then there's the like i mentioned earlier the kind of wall street sort of dance in the big business uh building they all dress in business suits and slowly stop in place so mm-hmm. Uh, and then do a big dance sequence where money flies down, which I hated because it was all like CG money. It looked like mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, it looked well, this really was also bad. in 3D too. Yes, so. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like money in your face. Yeah. Um, Make it also, rain. The sequence ends with um, everybody runs outside and there's this big uh, tin man like in a suit looking thing with a briefcase that opens up that says not for sale. Yeah. yeah. It's really funny because like either right before or right after this, they made this big... Uh, Bane from the Dark Knight mixed with like how he looks in the comics all roided out and it's like this big Bane capital thing that for a bank mm-hmm. uh, that they put on and, and they used in the protests that they were doing the the uh, Occupy Wall Street mm-hmm. that's very reminiscent of the yeah. thing that they did in the movie yeah I mean they took a lot from what was going on politically at the time and actually yeah. I thought it was really funny the way all of the characters talked about getting YouTube hits yeah, like throughout the whole movie, it was just like, oh man, we got twenty thousand hits. Like, okay, well, because they they had they were there was there was a co- there, I know there was a competition where they had to get ten million hits on one video. Oh, really? Was that like to get the Nike or to get some kind of deal? Yes, you're right. It was like they were looking for the like a sponsorship. Yeah, but yeah. they had they had to get ten million hits on oh, okay. on a single video. Gotcha. So after that big dance sequence is when her father throws this big parade and they go overboard like yeah. so the two guys oh, kind of split in view um because they find out that the one guy finds out that it's his daughter yeah which uh, 
Oh, because like someone was secretly videotaping them dancing. The slow dance one? Yeah, like it's just was just them Getting two together. Was it a bread cam video, secret videotape? Yeah. Boner cam. Yeah, it's like, and then she reveals everything to him. Um, but then someone had someone was watching the videotape and thought, oh, listen to this. He, oh, she's his dad. This is the, be- I'm assuming the beach dance is what you're talking about? No, no. Oh. It, was, it was like in, pra- in their space. It was like, oh, yeah, okay. it was like someone was filming them while they were dancing gotcha. in the practice space. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. and, uh, and so... <laughs> This. The father's throwing this big soiree with fancy people. The one head guy and girl are there. The one head guy's uh, wait. He's a waiter, so he's doing his mm. waitering job. And suddenly, they get flash mobbed by the the crew unexpectedly. <laughs> and it's like a terrorist act. They're wearing like yeah. gas, gas masks. They're throwing they're like, yeah smoke bombs. Yeah. Smoke bombs. And then they show the video of the daughter doing it. It's like, see, his own daughter's turning against yeah. him, and like. That's when it's revealed to the dad. And it's like, like, they didn't think they would go to jail for that. Like, you attacked the mayor. This is also, like, like, two or three weeks. I mean, another just is the way things were happening in real life. This is, like, a couple weeks after the big Dark the Dark Knight Rises shooting. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, yeah. the guy run, runs into a theater and starts throwing, throwing smoke bombs yeah, and tactical yeah. gear and killing people. <laughs> so watching this was, like, horrifying. Yeah, very <laughs> yeah. strange. Um, but yeah, they just like one character, like, I guess it was Eddie is the head of the right, that right. crew and just loses his fucking mind. He really should be in jail for like the rest yeah. of this franchise, but somehow manages to escape all of that. And essentially the crew, uh, decides to try to go and take a different approach, like to convince the mm-hmm. mayor to like save the city we're sorry. or their part of the yeah. city. We're, we're sorry our scare tactic option didn't work. <laughs> How about charming dance option? <laughs> yeah. It works. So they because start their new technology of bungee cords. Yeah, which I remember watching the trailer for this and going, oh shit, that last sequence is going to be amazing. Well, I remember and- watching the... Uh- like, just them practicing. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, there's bungee cords. There's gonna, they're going to do something great with that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, it's just bungee cords. They're just jumping back. It's just going up and down. And sometimes they move their arms. Yeah, bungee cords is the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge sequence of this franchise, which is like the trailer's like, oh my God, this is going to be the best movie ever. Planet to... of the Apes, by the way, right? No, I'm talking about X-Men Last Stand. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like as Golden Gate Bridge is to X-Men Last Stand, bungee cords is to this. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just like the level of excitement to disappointment is so huge. Yeah. And, and all like all the cargo containers mm-hmm. which some they had cut open the tops of oh, yeah to put trampolines to put trampolines on. in it's like wait did they bring all those cargo containers or were they already there i think they and, were already there yeah, at the, docks. the groundbreaking or whatever yeah and they, did, they just snuck in and welded cut all well they did have i guess they guess they did have the metal working guy yeah, metal works but I, I think it's funny too that they decide after one horrible potentially terrorist activity dance that they choose to swarm the mayor a second time because you'd think that with all of a sudden dancers started popping out of the mobs or uh, popping out of containers that they would have had him in a fucking like escalade. <laughs> yeah. The and, mayor like, was into it, bro. No, but Oh, the mayor was really into it. Yeah. He fucking loved it. So Hated this is up. the final sequence. And this is when all of our favorite dancers come back in a reprise of like, yeah, you know, all stars, but in a really goodness un- to be had. Here. Wait, and and how did they know them? They uh, called them up, they, like um, Moose. Moose is a connection. Like one of them knows Moose and was like, 
hey, yo, I'm going to call my friend. And like Moose is like, oh, yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring some people. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It's everyone like we've that. talked about and loved since the you know, beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, robot guy comes out as a police officer, all the that Asian stuff. Asian lady, you know, Twitch, all of them come out. And uh, and then it's fine. Like it, It's an underwhelming fine. sequence, though. It yeah. doesn't matter. Um, none of them well, get enough time. Does the girl from part two come back? No. No, no. Brown Evigan isn't in this one. The sequence is really weird because like it starts up and you're like, okay, and they're doing their flash mobby kind of stuff, which is kind of subpar throughout. And then they have the moment where Moose comes out, and you're like, "Oh shit, yeah, Moose!" And Moose does about thirty seconds of dancing. Not even. It's and not then even. it's yeah. done. And then and, you're like, "And his oh. face is so concealed." I was never ever really sure, sure if it, if it was, was him. him. It was him. I looked it up. Um, but yeah, it's strange that they would like not display him more. Yeah, he always had his hat pulled way down, and his or his head down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so very strange. Then Vlad comes out, and he's a police officer. Like he's impersonating a police officer, by the way. Yeah, and uh, and like and he a, does a, a, a hot cop. Style. No, he's like hot cop from Arrested Development. Yes. <laughs> um, but the, the the thing that sucks is like you're building this momentum, and you're spending all your 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 you're blowing your wads. Yeah. And then you get to Bungie Cable, and you yeah. go, "Here we go!" And you're like so ready for it. Yeah. And it's nothing. And then after all of that excitement, if that wasn't enough to convince the mayor that he should make money and make the city better, (laughs) um, that they do their beach dance. Like this, like like this slow. is her dance. This membership, it was like her audition oh, or something. Oh, is that what it's for? It's like yeah. it's something for her. Oh, okay. Because there's a whole thing going on where if she doesn't cut it as a dancer and she doesn't make this thing happen, then he, he's gonna make her quit. And this oh, is her okay. that as specific dancers in real life. Her she's modern dancer. Yeah, she is a so really it's good like modern it's dancer. Featuring her kind of sort of her dance style. style, so that they do a dance on top of one of these fucking things. And, and Peter Gallagher is watching his, her, his daughter. Yeah. like really seductively get all up in another dude and yeah. he's just like it's so beautiful like the look <laughs> on his face is just one of adoration yeah his tears were as big as his brows yeah <laughs> yeah is <Bands>. uh <laughs> and then everything's fine yeah and then i guess this interpretive Mayor dan- loved it interp- loved it the interpretive dance yeah wins over everyone <laughs> and they decide that you know what we really should care more about the dying businesses of this city. And instead of improving Miami, we should let it fail. <laughs> Just let it, it fail horribly. It's too big to fail. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then everything is all happy and gumballs nope. and gumdrops. Well, important important plot point to bring up before we get into the next movie yeah. is while they're there and everyone's like cheering and happy, this guy comes up, oh, I happen to be a representative of Nike and uh, <laughs> we're looking to have some new ad and we think you guys would be perfect for it. Yeah, so they're, the mob gets signed by Nike for like some sort of advertising campaign. Right. Which, Saving them. Yeah, which saves the crew and Ricky gets to keep his salsa club and the docks stay shitty and it's fine and everyone wins, right? This is the crap romance that you were talking about before. Yeah, so it's easily the... The second worst movie of the franchise. I don't yeah. think any of us have any doubts right. about that. Yes. Um, pretty boring. And then it leads us into the fifth movie, which is Step Up All In. This one's awesome. Yes. There hasn't... I think this is the best ending to a marathon since Texas Chainsaw. I would agree with you. I think the Texas Chainsaw 3D was the best ending we've ever had. Sure. Um, and this comes a very close second. It was a pleasure watching this movie. Um, all in, they sure did it. It's like everything you loved about the whole franchise in general. 
dancing, the great featuring the great dancing and filming and having a reasonable excuse as to what they're doing and the dance battles. Yeah. Brian, back your your some of your favorite characters, mm-hmm. some okay characters and some <laughs> and some new characters. It's, yeah. If you'd have told me like while watching Step Up Four from this movie, <laughs> this is the seed that will grow a mighty oak of Step Up Five, I'll go I would be like Fuck you! That's yeah, no way. Retarded. Yeah, absolutely not. It's, it's weird that like the main seed of this movie is Step Up Four. Yeah, Sean and Eddie are uh, they um, they the mob has essentially yeah. been brought out to Los Angeles to uh, fulfill their Nike contract mm-hmm. and very quickly learn how harsh a mistress that LA can be. <laughs> And uh, their crew oh. basically becomes... They like, give up. They're a bunch of like giving well, up losers. Yeah, they become weary very quickly. There's an opening sequence where they're just all... There's like a, a real silly like Casting montage agency. of them dancing in different weird outfits for different things and getting like notes on that. Selling their soul to yeah. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. As it's it like were. auditions for dancers. Yeah. yeah. Which is one of those sequences, having worked and lived in LA, like just isn't as funny as it wants to believe it is like the cast, the people they cast as the casting directors mm-hmm. are like supposed to be super funny. Like, Oh, mm. isn't that a harsh commentary on Hollywood, but it's just annoying. Uh, but at least you get to see all the characters doing some fun well, dances. There's some truth to it. Though. Oh, there I mean, is. I, yeah. Don't they have one of them be like, you should be uh, more funny. And then like the guy sitting right next to him, he's like, but more serious too. Yeah. Like yeah. Th- that shit does happen where it's like people give notes and like, it's just completely contradictory and you're supposed to just like do both. Yeah. Make no sense. Oh, shave the beard. I love the beard. Like, hey, that's that what thing. it is. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's a good introduction into the, into the film and actually the way they filmed it, like it like was very 3d, like the, the titles and stuff that were going over it were cool. And, uh yeah and so you basically find out there that the mob is now like world weary and can't handle it anymore and wants to go back home and uh so eddie and sean uh essentially like split up part ways one stays the one guy stays behind (laughs) the other guy goes and does more terrorist attacks planning i'm all about seeds right now but planting a seed for like the dumbest plot like conflict later yeah yeah it's where just, like everybody gives up and goes home and one guy says to stick it out and later on he's made to be an asshole for it yeah yeah the uh so when sean stays behind he basically contacts moose mm-hmm. uh because he's down and out and doesn't have money for rent and is living in essentially what looks like a closet yeah. uh well actually no it is the it's a closet it's a of the closet. dance academy yeah. that uh moose's grand grandparents well this is a little out of camille's Camille's parents oh camille's parents yeah oh okay camille's parents own a dance studio no no no. it's it's moose's grandparents yeah because it it is moose's because they're called like moosekowitz or something yeah it's it's moose's grandparents own a dance studio uh he so moose gets him in contact with them saying hey can you have do you have work for him and which introduces us to one of our favorite new yes. characters, yeah. who is the dance instructor. And he's introduced as first as this like cheesy, like obviously like the the funny parts of Dirty Dancing, where it's like these sort of man whores are teaching yeah. old cougars how to dance. Yeah, he's Chad. teaching people how to like cha cha yeah, and stuff. Chad, and he's taking it very seriously. And same thing with this silly, goofy old woman. Um, is Chad his name? I is think that so. The, the, okay, the like flamenco I'm guy. Looking it up. Yeah. And he does dance lessons, and you know, basically, Sean is just there to like do handiwork for Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, it is Chad to kind of earn his spot. Um, It's the thing that Moose could help him with right now. Yeah, but in in the spare time, he 
wants to put together a crew because there's actually a Vegas competition, a big competition. The mm-hmm. Vortex. The Vortex. The Vortex, hosted by Alexa Brava. Which is awesome, which is amazing. She's hilarious. Um, as, as you've said, straight out of uh, Hunger, Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's very, what I like about this too, it's a very realistic story. You know, the um, Jabberwocky got a show in Vegas. This is a competition to get your own show in Vegas, which I think is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's totally cool. on par with what's happening currently. Well, it's this, Alexa Vega needs like a dance crew for her show, right? That's Isn't that what it was? No, no it's, 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 it's they, when they win. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Sorry. No, no worries. It's like the, you know how the Jabberwockies are doing yes. their own show? It's exactly like that. Okay. She's just doing it as promotion for herself. But um, it's also for VH1. For VH1. It's, it's, a, like, it's a TV show dedicated to like a crew earning their spot at a Vegas. Got it. So she's just the host of she's the, the show. She's the host of yeah. it. And then they go off their own way after. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's and all really important stuff. It is important, actually. This is a fun plot. It's like I think it's very good. So it's like now the the gang is going on the road. Yeah, you know the old crew that we love and know. And again, they quickly gather the crew. Quickly yeah. gather, yeah. and you just it's cheer after cheer from us going, yeah, that guy, and yeah, them. Yeah. You yeah. know, they, they they pile into like the fish delivery van. Yeah, yeah that the, uh, that Coda's uh, Mari Coda's yeah. well, like. Family they have, owns. They have a great recruitment like montage too, where there are these two like idiots in mascot uniforms like doing cell phone like the cell phone sign stores. Twirling. Yeah, yeah, sign, sign twirling. And it's the twins. Yeah, so Santiago twins get on board. It felt very Muppet movie to me. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. It's really absolutely. silly, yeah. fun. Ro- robot guys doing like statue in the park kind yes. of stuff. And yeah. uh, Mari Coda herself is actually working as a telemarketer, which is awesome because <laughs> she can't speak English and at that, all. Yeah, and so this is where it's like we really realize it's self-aware. Like this movie is clearly yeah. going like... And it's know. not wasting any time. No, nope. It's perfect. And then what? Uh, D comes back, Brianna. Brianna Evigan. Evigan, yeah. who is a weirdly like a set dresser or is she's she working as like a costume designer for photo shoots in LA yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is probably the worst part of the movie one thing I did hate was the whole dance number like them trying to outdance each other in her photo shoot and the mom and with all the balloons and yeah stuff. And stupid. everyone's kind of like freaking out yeah they just started dancing they started dancing everyone's out. so afraid of dancing yeah it's like terrorist acts or whatever um, children were screaming that was the dumbest part of it yeah I'd say that was the the least interesting dance I was like why the, the fuck are they doing this let's move on and because they, they so quickly become like and like aggro towards each other yeah like and like because they're both leader well, types so it's them competing to be the leader, the leader yeah I would equate it to uh, Brittany and Alvin. Uh, oh boy, chipmunks. It's yeah. very much that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's they're just buttonheads because yeah. basically he's just like, well, I mean, how do I know this girl's any good? And she's like, what the fuck did you just say? Like I could like, circles yeah. around you, boy. And or so they, it starts. Yeah, you know where it's going. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so they basically form a crew. You discover that she, that Brianna Evigan's character, is actually now doing costuming design. Because she blew out her knee during a really bad injury um, and had to basically give up dance competitively. Yeah. And things didn't go well between her and the dude. Chase. Chase. Yeah, Chase. Chase and like, you find out that Chase was too dedicated to dance and basically there wasn't enough room in his life for it a woman to. It was a high too. school relationship. Yeah. yeah, which is fine. And now, but, it, but now she's with a guy who's also, also too oh, dedicated and to Moose dance. and what's-her-face, are they married? They're living yes. together. They're living together. 
Yeah, I don't know if they're married. I think they're 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 living together. together. They're very obviously very dedicated. And he's working at a electrical or engineering. Yeah, Yeah, the engineering. It's like one weird exchange with his his boss. So good. (laughs) What what was the exchange? It was just like he was asking for the time off or whatever, and the boss is like. for, for For his grandmother? I'm sure you had a grandmother. She oh, was yeah. a prison warden. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, but come on, your grandma. A prison, prison warden. Yeah, super funny. <laughs> yeah, again, um, the self-awareness of this script was really, really which awesome. Which is great. So that set up the great scene of the video that gets them oh, to the yeah. Vegas competition where they do this sort of like very um, Backstreet Boys, Backstreet is Back sort of monster movie <laughs> you know montage. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, one year we went to Universal Horror Nights and they have like this permanent fixture where there's oh, like a haunted dubstep castle. monsters. It was dubstep monsters. Yeah, it was dubstep monsters. It was totally monsters. that. Yeah, it was super awesome. So they just do a video where they're all dressed up as different monsters and Moose plays like Dr. Frankenstein yeah. and mm-hmm. it's really fun. And and well, and then also the robot guy yeah. plays Frankenstein chained up to like a big <laughs> electrical awesome electric device. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And this is also in 3D, so I yeah, mean, it looked it great fun. in 3D. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Which which and like the whole time I was like, oh god, the boss is gonna come back. He's going to yeah. come back early and everything's going to be ruined. Yeah. It was like, ah, oh, it didn't happen. Never didn't see happen. him points, again. Points to them for not getting caught up in like dumb, easy bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They keep this thing cream of the crop. Yeah, they waste no time with it. And uh, interestingly enough, Moose got like, he's obviously getting older, but he got like super jacked. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. He's filling the, out. He's not the scrawny dude anymore. I always had a crush on him. Yeah, he's a cute dude. Getting even cuter. Yeah, he got in on the ground floor, sister. <laughs> he's a good looking guy. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, he's beefing up now a little bit, a little more athletic. And uh, him and Camille basically, he presents to Camille that he still really cares about dance mm-hmm. and wants to join the crew and uh, and is basically wants to get permission from her to, to move on, you know, and not let engineering be the sole factor in his life. So she basically says, if you love it, I want it for you. The whole relation, Camille Moose relationship, yeah. I really like. It's just really sweet. mature and good, yeah. Yeah, it's really sweet. And uh, you you also basically get some a little more a time with Chad. Um, we didn't really talk about his transition from being just the the dance teacher at Moose's oh, grandparents' right. school to like revealing that he oh, can like yeah. he yeah. can be a real dancer. We can't miss a single Chad moment. They're, we they're have to talk about them all. So they're using their sp- the space to practice their dance for Vegas. Yeah. Before it, and Chad's there trying to teach the kids how to dance and do uh, their like what is it called cotillion or whatever. Yeah. Dancing. Yes. And uh, and so he's like, oh, I'll show you guys and like bust out some moves like yeah. chad is actually a really good dancer <laughs> but just great comedic timing too he's yeah. so funny he's really great because at the end of it like he, he does like these awesome moves and everybody's like oh that was uh that was really good and he just goes like yeah whatever and just like walks off like really <laughs> yeah. fast yeah just total like so he joins the crew yeah and prissy we'll, crew when he's like spraying the cologne like just totally saturating himself every part of his body and then he walks off camera then comes back and takes the bottle with him. <laughs> yeah. It's like this just total stereotype of like Lothario like kind of thing. But who this guy. It was guy- like Rob Schneider was playing a guy in <laughs> yeah. this movie. Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah. Plays a character. Um, but yeah, that's but- what it felt like. Like a very character-y character. Yeah. He was the com- he was the comedy relief of the film, which already is already full of cast. Like a yeah. whole cast Moose of characters. Moose is that too, yeah. Well, the brothers are that too. Yeah. Santiago twins. Yeah. It's like, you know, this is just a film 
solely cast with oh, nothing but comedy and relief. the and mika or whatever yeah she's I mean, everybody's got like some good mm-hmm. jokes on them yeah it's it's awesome so so now they're in vegas but also the mob's there ah. Ah. yeah i didn't realize but the mob's there and they're like why did you abandon us yeah the mob is like super <laughs> incensed that he moved on with his life once they all Be- abandoned after him. they quit yeah. left yeah but, and what, left. but what's crazy even crazier about that is that they are like how could you join this like international dance competition without calling us first and start a crew? It's like, but you're standing here too, which yeah. means you joined without <laughs> calling me. Yeah. So what the fuck is your problem? Like so stupid. So put them so, at odds, you yeah. know, through it. It's like they're competing. So they're called the true crew now, right? Yes. No, Elementrix. No, oh, no. That's, that's, oh, the mob. The no, mob is now called true. Okay. Crew. Yeah. And, and, our, and our hero crew is, is, the, Elementrix. is Elementrix. Yeah. Which is funny because Twitch is now on like the bad team, sort of. Yeah. I mean, not the real evil team, just the bad team. Well, they're antagonistic at this point. Yeah. So it's funny to see but him. They like, know each size. other from that final battle in the fourth one. That's what's so silly about it. No. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Silly. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, they arrive in Vegas and they essentially meet up um, at the VH1 Vortex. Mm-hmm. That's what's called right vortex? the vortex yeah, yeah the vortex um preliminary interviews where they're coming in they basically introduce the crews to to the audience and uh you know the introduction of alexa vega is startling but interesting to say the least alexa brava brava yeah alexa brava um and you know she's just also just a character you know yeah, yeah it's like it's looney tunes the hunger games um elizabeth bank character mixed with like lady gaga yeah yeah uh, which is really fun like it was such a fun way to do that character and so realistic to what that would be for a vh1 like competition show yeah um but yeah then you get to meet you get to see all the other dance crews from all around the world uh, there's an all-girl dance crew, which features a really awesome character that's introduced. Yeah, her name is... Uh, I'm not going to be able to say this right. It's uh, Javna Vankova, I believe She's is her Ukrainian. name. She's Ukrainian. She was on um, So You Think You Could Dance, and she essentially is the, the peanut butter to our robot guy's jelly. Yeah. She is... Uh, Female robot guy. Female robot guy. You just said. I love it a lot. <laughs> and uh, they like ha- have this moment in the lobby. That's one of my favorites where they like see each other. Yeah. And it's like robot spark love. Robot love. First sight. And, you know, the girls kind of laugh and teehee away and go into the elevator. And he's just like kind of like, I don't know, sunglasses at him. Equivalent, whatever that he was doing. They robot. Yeah. They sure. robot gestures yeah. to do each other, and it's awesome. And yeah, it's ro- so adorable. Robot love is the probably the best running joke of this. I feel film. like robot love is on par with uh, I don't dance sequence in that it's just so sweet. It, but it's, it's, so it's like spread out throughout the whole. Yeah, movie. yeah. so there's little trink- trinkets of it throughout the movie. Which yeah, is so magical. Yeah, super fun, and uh, yeah, so. Really, competition starts. Yeah, the competition starts, and we just again we just dive back into some really great dancing. So fun! We, we, we Even get, the ones that get eliminated, they're just great dancers. Yeah, we, we get a montage of all the various crews. Like it, it really runs through a whole gambit of different styles and different people dancing. Mm-hmm. Even if we only see them for like 10, 15 seconds each. Yeah. Um. You know, and they even mix in the the hero and the bad guys teams and, and the true crew, like everyone is in the montage. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so we have a little bit, cause it's, it's kind of one long sequence, even though it's, though it's broken up with different styles. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we get a sampling of all the different crews and then we have essentially what is the second act of the film, which basically takes us through two main elements, which is 
one discovering Brianna Evigan's injury really like and her mm. explaining it to uh at Sean and like why she can't do certain moves and like her whole history with Ow. Chase and they both Ow. explain away their relationships yeah, yeah they do through exposition describe why they're not with the people they were in the f- uh, previous yeah. film by the way I'm single um yes so they go to little Las Vegas or whatever the Las Vegas sign it's, it's graveyard. A, yeah, it's a sign graveyard. Okay, so it's a sign graveyard, but there's a scrambler type ride, which is like a tilt a whirl or whatever that they get on and start dancing around on and to uh, Bobby Brown's "Every Little Step" or "New Edition," uh, and it's so cute and sweet, and that song is so likable and another good example of like the diversity in what they're doing. Um, and certainly an eye opener as far as how old we're getting that that is now like vintage throwback which yeah. like whatever i keep shut hearing, your mouth you i keep hearing that matt the rob thomas smooth on k earth which when i was growing up was like earth angel and buddy Holly. well that makes so. sense because that was always a classic oh my god so. that's setting anyways and uh it's really sweet it's really fun um really dangerous well that, that, is, that is an active, <laughs> that is an active ride all i can picture all of a sudden is she's just getting a leg cut off decapitated i love that there's a guy just like in the booth yeah, oh, that's like, the producer of oh, all yeah. of these films. It's okay. the guy who like turns on the ride, and he's yeah. the producer of uh, "So You Think You Can Dance." Yeah, I forget his name, but uh, yeah, he's 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 the guy that basically brought all of these movies to us. Which Funny is, character though, just because he's sitting there when nothing is happening and just goes huh? oh, and like turns it on and like lets him dance in it, and just is like, yeah, I love this. Yeah, <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, we have to talk about the uh, celebratory kind of bar. Like, I think they had just defeated the true crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're in the bar and they're just like having a good time. And Moose, like everyone's like trying to convince Moose. Oh, dance, Moose. Dance. Yeah. We're, right. ha- we're letting loose. We're letting yeah. loose. And so he does all this crazy dancing and he gets this random girl involved. From a bachelorette party. Yeah. And she, I guess she just cannot contain herself. And well, just, would you? Would you be able to? I don't know. <laughs> you know you'd mag down on that Moose. <laughs> Uh, but she just full on just like grabs him and kisses him. And he like, he's like, he pulls away, but he's still kind of like, ah, ha, ha. This is kind of funny. In the second best edit of the whole franchise after sad montage cut cuts directly to Camille and her her grandparents and her grandparents, like standing, standing directly across the room while this, like that's the moment where she shows up. They're like holding luggage. Yeah. Like she, how are they even? She finds them in the bar. It's the bar in the Ve- in a Vegas <laughs> casino. So they yeah. just arrived. She surprised them. Yeah. It, hilarious. Like we died laughing because it's just like we, you could kind of know in your heart that it's, she's going to be there. But the fact that they actually went through with it is hilarious because there's no logic to that whatsoever. Yeah. It's just a plot device. And uh, yeah. So Moose becomes essentially... Uh, overwhelmed and Camille is upset. She, she leaves and doesn't answer his call. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she disappears and and Moose says, you know, like as much as I love dance, Camille means more to me. Well, she goes back home, back yeah. to L.A. Yeah. So he goes back to L.A., but the grandparents stay. And concurrently, they discover that the whole Vortex show is in fact pre-written and that they never had a chance to win the competition. Because the Grim Knight's lead guy is making out with the host. Yeah. And yeah. a really weird Pop scene star. where she's like kind of trying to eat his face. Yeah. yeah. While like talking to him like he's a like in a baby voice. Yeah, she's like the slithery snake villain. Like mm-hmm. she just stays in character even when the cameras aren't rolling kind of thing. Um so Chad uh essentially who's like the cute like the the salsa dancer instructor from moose's grandparents studio uh 
brings that information back and, and to the Miko. crew. And, yeah, Miko. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, it, it, was, it was the two of them. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, they bring the information back to the crew and they all just get like, bummed fuck. out. Yeah, and discover that maybe they should just quit the competition. Like, we don't have a chance. Yeah. And, uh, and in, uh, in the process, uh, they, which we, Josh had mentioned earlier of like over practicing. That's when we get the, that's when we get the, the dance rape essentially, <laughs> uh, where Sean is trying to pressure Brianna to do like this big jump dance move. Well, that, isn't it during a competition? It's like some, like at one point or, it tries to get her. Yeah. Dance, it won't, and then yeah. It's, it's very dirty dance. During the boxing fight sequence mm-hmm. for the, with the true crew the, in the scene before he tries to get her and she goes, no, in the middle, um, of he wants dancing. to do this thing where he he flips her up in the air and he's gonna catch her, but she's she's worried that he, he's not gonna catch her and she's gonna fall and like take the brunt of it on her leg and it's gonna hurt her and like she's gonna get hurt again. No, she's she wait- doesn't trust him. She's it's waiting a theme to, of not trusting. She's him. waiting to hear the snap. Yeah, is so how she described it. So like in the middle of this televised competition, he was like grabbing her and doing like do it, do it. Like just yelling at it. She's like, God, no. Yeah. It's like super rapey and weird. Yeah. And, and on TV. Yeah. And like impromptu as well. Like these aren't like super choreographed. Like he's just like, do the move. No. Yeah. We didn't practice it. What are you talking about? Um, so uh basically we go through a typical uh dance movie uh dramatic arc where you think the crew is disassembled. Right. And oh surprise, they're not disassembled. <laughs> they come back together. And at- they have the mob, true crew, or whatever. Yes. Join up with them. And yeah. Robot Girl. And Robot Girl. Yeah. They basically decide that since it's all bullshit anyway, right. yeah. that, and Sean comes to the realization that we, we're not going to win the money anyway. We should dance for the love of dance and proceeds to say, fuck you, VH1, and bring in the true crew and all of the all stars and essentially put on the greatest dance show right. that's ever existed. And that last number is. Real good. And yeah. I want to say the Grim Knights routine was great too. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. They come awesome. in on the chandeliers and whatever, like, which is the funny bit when the lady's like, Did they see the chandelier part? Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're so good. They're which, dressed up as like Roman soldiers and it's at the Caesar's Palace. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really fun. And and then we get to see the steampunky R crews dance. Fire crew. Fire. Mm. And which yeah, they, it was just amazing. Which they, <laughs> in a typical step up fashion, it was like, Step up to the streets. They hadn't practiced for weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the rain and it's this immaculately choreographed, like beautiful sequence. Yeah, flash. And... They had all the extra like set pieces that they needed ready to go. Uh, three, I guess, was a little more justified. They had like they'd been working on the Neo flies yeah. and stuff. But the but yeah, this sequence, like in within an hour and a half, two hours or whatever, they pull together two Co- different crews. Yeah, costumes. Costumes, uh sand pit. They're legit. They organize the lighting crew to make sure they hit all their marks like just ridiculous but uh it gives you a really fun like sequence to end this franchise and then to finish it in a great jolly way they do bloopers which i love yeah <laughs> we actually get to see robot guy do some real awesome dancing and yeah. some break well some break dancing not yeah. real but break dancing it's like behind the scenes yeah. there are moments and bloopers and silliness which is nice you'd like to think that these people had fun making these movies yeah um, i mean i'm, I'm sure absolutely sure that it was a lot of hard work oh yeah absolutely the choreography is insane um but yeah it's just a like what this was definitely one of the easier marathons i'd say there was a lot of good enjoyment 
Um, yeah, I wouldn't say obviously the caliber of the films is pretty low compared to some franchises. Well, no, it's like watching episodes of So You Think You Can Dance. You yeah. have to hear the stupid <laughs> silliness of the, sometimes the judges say, and then there's commercials, which is like the boring part, yeah. and you come back to great dancing. Yeah, and that's you, what it is. You get some random sob stories like. Oh, well, my yes. Lost yeah. your legs in, 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 <laughs> in the <laughs> war. <laughs> before the war. So, before you went insane. <laughs> um, I also like that uh, it, it doesn't hurt that the first movie is like far and away the worst. So once you had that pill swallowed, mm-hmm. like it was just kind of going down like. Yeah, it had a nice ebb and they flow. Bro- they broke it up well. It's like two and three great. Five is great. I, I mean, in order, I'd probably say two, three, five, four, one. Yeah, I'd yeah, agree with yeah. that. I think I'd, I think I would probably do three, two, five, four, one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's a toss up as to whether or not two or three is the the the, the favorite. But uh, I'd say yeah, this is probably my second favorite marathon we've ever done. Partially because I was just really I'm always been in love with this franchise. Um, but uh, I think Resident Evil still takes my number one spot. Oh, I, w- I would have put my money on uh, Police Academy. I thought you were going to oh, say geez. that was the best one. It's brutal. It's brutal. no Look Who's Talking. <laughs> Look Who's Talking was fun. That was a fun marathon. Um, but yeah, because I think well, there's that nice sweet spot in both of those franchises where it's like it's five movies. Mm-hmm. So it feels like a marathon, but it's not overwhelming. And they're goofy enough that that the end of the day, they're at least yeah. going to make you laugh. I, I do have to say, though, as as a person who watched all of these for the first time, mm-hmm. once we got through part four, I was like, oh, God, we got one more of this. Yeah. Like, in, we have to go out somewhere. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, we saw the fifth one in the theater live. Uh, and as I say, after like, because again, two and three were good. And then I was like, four I was like, oh, yeah, gosh. Brutal. Like, where are they going to go from here? Yeah. But I'm glad they went where they went. Yeah, absolutely. They really pay- stepped it up. Um, so yeah, overall, I'd say it's one of the better franchises we did. I would highly recommend it to people. I mean, I guess I couldn't recommend it if you're not into dance at all, because you're going to be bored. But, uh, but yeah, if you're into dance in any way, I would say go out and do this marathon. At the very least, go YouTube a couple of those clips that we were talking about. Yeah, check out Battle of Red Hook, Step Up 3D. Uh, I think you can find it under Robot Dance, Step Up 3D. It's, it's worth watching. Uh, anything else to say about born from a boom box yeah, fab for life y'all born from a boom box that concludes our episode about the step up franchise be sure to tune into our next episode later this month when we celebrate halloween and we watch all of the films in the child's play series as usual we will also be live tweeting our experience you can follow us on twitter at cinemarathon pod that's cinemarathon pod you can also follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash cinemarathon And if you'd like to reply with any comments, questions, or suggestions for films we could watch in the future, you can email us at cinemarathon at gmail.com. And all of this information can be found on our website at cinemarathonpodcast.com. Thanks a lot.